The views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Once again, thank you for the wonderful introduction, and good morning. My name is Jay Ryle, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Today is January 16, 2022, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of The Serious Side. You may recall that before the Democrats took the Senate in 2008, that the Republicans controlled the Senate for quite some time. In fact, since around 1994, they never had 60 votes, and they managed to do a lot of really bad things during that time. So the reconciliation process is still quite available, and we will use it for good rather than for evil. Um, So... One of the differences about that speech is that no one wrote that for her. She wasn't reading that. So maybe, maybe that means that's what she actually thought. That version of Kirsten Cinema, before she came to Washington, wanted to use the simple majority vote in the United States Senate for good instead of evil. She said the Republicans never got 60 votes. She didn't say that as a complaint. She said that admiring the Republican tactical ability to pass legislation without having to get 60 votes. Former Republican National Convention senior official told Rolling Stone magazine that Donald Trump plans to run for office again. At least, that's what he's told dinner friends in recent months. We have to take this report with a grain of salt, but if Trump does plan to run, there's good evidence that the primary nomination is his for the taking. So again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because this this happens all the time. You personally attack me and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. Online radio at its best. Daily prayer for protection. Lord God, I pray for your protection as I begin this day. You are my hiding place, and under your wings I can always find refuge. Protect me from trouble wherever I go, and keep evil far from me. No matter where I am, I will look to you as my protector, the one who fights for me every day. Your love and faithfulness, along with your goodness and mercy, surround me daily, so I will not fear whatever might come against me. My trust is in you, God, and I give thanks to you for your love and protection. In Jesus' name, Amen. Good morning and welcome into the show. 347-850-1272 is our call-in number. Welcome in to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. That's 
course, I never share this platform by myself. I am proud, as always, to stand next to Miss Vanessa Maybell, which is a pleasant surprise, and my main man, Mr. L to the E to the S. Let's say good morning to Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa. And how are you on this beautiful Sunday, but cold in Houston? How are you doing? I'm freezing my ass off. It's 38 degrees. <laughs> oh, damn. No, <laughs> that's how I'm you really fine. feel. <laughs> Damn, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> it's cold. Um, it's pure. It's pretty outside, but I, I mean, yeah. This is one of the mornings. Oh. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. <laughs> Good morning to you as well. <laughs> Uh, the man who gets the first wow. and last word here on the series, <laughs> Mr. Elias, man. Good morning, man. How are you? <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning to you, son. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mama B. Good morning, Red Sister. Good morning, Mariana Music. And good morning, my brother Hawk. Good morning, my brother Jerome. The mess is 13 degrees here, baby. <laughs> it's what? what it's 13. It's 13 degrees here. 38 would be a heat wave. <laughs> you, have, you have people walk around in shorts. <laughs> but, but wait, but you know what the problem is? Is that it was mm-hmm. 75 degrees Friday. So I had on shorts mm-hmm. cleaning the house Friday. And then yesterday the wind was blowing everything around the backyard. Bobby wasn't feeling good. I started feeling bad last night. We taking COVID tests. Ain't no COVID. He's just not feeling good because the weather keeps changing. Yeah, I get it. So, I, I get it. Hell, it was it was forty something here on Friday. So, yeah, it's cold in Chicago. Chicago, I mean, Illinois, where you are, it just stays mm-hmm. cold. They will tell you it is so crazy here. If you don't like the weather in Houston today, hang tight, baby, because it's going to be a different temperature for real tomorrow. So it's going to be that's one one that's all over all over the country. Huh? Yeah, because it, it was almost it was forty some almost fifty degrees here on Friday. It it, it, it it's just doing a thing. It, it, it's all over the country. It is, it is going up and down like that. So. So it was yeah. fifty degrees on Friday, and it's thirteen degrees today. Mhm. Baby. Yep. <laughs> As you guys can see, Jay, see we are in the Jay, middle of our back move. and forth. I see yeah. why you, Jay, I understand why you move now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, as you can see, guys, we are in the middle of personal privilege where we kind of take some time to kind of rap and clap. And Mr. Elias and Vanessa are participating in some weather talk. So, hey, if you live in Houston or if you live in the uh, Maryville, Chicago land area, then uh, you have your full weather report this morning, courtesy of the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. All right, 347-850-1272. A lot to talk about this morning. challenging to say the least behind the scenes so we'll get through it but you know i wanted to uh take a few minutes to talk about uh something that happened in texas vanessa and you know obviously we also use this opportunity to address stories that we will not talk about during the main course of the show but definitely want to make sure that we acknowledge that this information is out there a situation that happened here in Texas, here in a school district where my kid goes to school. And uh, one of the school council members stood up and threw some numbers out there saying, well, you know, the reason why kids are failing in school, because they have black teachers. And he went on to say, to throw numbers oh! out there to talk about, did you see that, Vanessa? 
Yes, he talked about how the dropout rate among African-American teachers is this, and, and he threw his numbers out here. Then, obviously, they had a board meeting, and people were fired up. And so he actually attended the school board meeting, and he he apologized. Tell me, stop me if you've heard this story before. He apologized for the way the message was delivered, but he still stands by the numbers. And then you had a series of black teachers standing up, throwing different numbers at him. It's just one of these situations. I got to thinking about this, and I wanted to talk about it because I haven't looked into the numbers. Um, but two questions. Let me start with you, Vanessa. Uh, people are calling for him to, re- to resign. They want him gone. They're saying, no, you can't stand up and say stuff like this and expect to keep your job. So do you think that's right? Do you think this man should be uh, asked to go because he says some things that uh, a lot of our people, they were not happy to hear? What do you think? I think that if all the black teachers uh, do a call out, then the whole district would be screwed. That's what I think. And I okay. didn't know... I didn't know what Sylvester Turner was talking about when he was saying he should resign from the school board, school district. That's who he's talking about. Yeah, he needs to be gone, boo-boo. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me play devil's advocate here. Let let me ask you a question. And I don't know, once again, let me say this, just my disclaimer. I don't know if the numbers are real or not. But let's say if the numbers are real. Because he's white and he called out a fact, should he be asked to resign? I mean, are we too sensitive? Or is this a situation where Jerome always calls it a black-on-black crime? Do we, if these numbers are correct, and, you know, I don't know if they are. That's my disclaimer. I know that he said some numbers. The black teachers stood up and said some numbers. But I saw some numbers about how the graduation rate amongst African-American kids going on to college because of their black teachers. I don't know what the numbers are. But let's just say for the sake of thinking, saying, let's say that those numbers are correct. Because he's white, he should be fired because he threw those numbers out there or no? No. You can think some stuff, Jay. Let me let me wake up. I ain't had coffee yet, people. Good morning. Um, you can say some stuff, but that I'm thinking, but that doesn't mean you need to say it. And if you have a school board. I don't give a damn word. I don't care, Jay. Okay. Okay, y'all. Let's just stop. Let's just stop for a minute. And okay. forgive me, everybody, because JNM knows that I don't function when I talk it. But I know that's right. Y'all getting the raw Vanessa. This. Go ahead, Vanessa. Get raw on them. Let me, let, let me say this. Yes, ma'am. If you go to the grocery store and you got all of these shelves in the grocery store that's partially empty because we don't have enough truck drivers and workers. Do you think right now you should be jacking with the damn school teachers? Really? Because they already want to quit and change fields. Why would you get up there and start talking about black teachers when they want to quit any damn way? So what? You're going to send some white kids to school so they can become teachers overnight and replace them? Sometimes you need to just shut the hell up. And he needs to okay. shut up. And they need to make okay. him resign because he's sounding like a racist. And you know what? I don't care anything about those numbers because those numbers are just for that district. Those numbers are probably not for an overall. Di- Wait a minute. Let me stop. Do you know, are y'all an HISDJ? No. Uh, no, we're not. But 
Okay, uh, yeah, so if, you're, if he's not talking about numbers for the biggest district in Texas. He doesn't work for the biggest then, district. He works for the district in which he threw the numbers out at Vanessa. What did you know about? what? Did you know what? What? Jay. What? what? Jay. Yes. He better stop. I hope the teachers do a walkout. I do. Just like Chicago did a walkout. I hope some teachers okay. in that district do a walkout for two or three days, and we gonna see what happens. Oh, okh let, let me get Mr. Elias to walk out. Okay, thank you, Vanessa. Uh, the views and opinions of Vanessa no, no, wait is. Wait, Jay. No, Jay, oh, okay, okay, but wait, okay, wait a minute. Hold on, Vanessa. We only have a few minutes left. I want to hear Mr. Elias on this. And let me throw, let me, let me spin it around because this reminds me of the Please. scene in *The Time to Kill*, right, when he asked the audience to close their eyes. <laughs> and imagine something happened to a girl being peed on, being getting hit with frozen beer cans. And when he said, imagine if she's white, then it struck a nerve. So let me reverse it, Mr. Elias. Let's say that a black teacher stood up and threw those numbers out there. Should that person be fired if, and once again, here's my disclosure, here's my disclaimer, if the numbers are correct, should she be fired? If she's trying to point out a deficit or discrepancy within a school district in which she works? Well, my thought process is this. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. What's your solution? You can throw out all the damn numbers you want to, everything you're doing, but if you're telling okay. me to get rid of get rid of teachers in this district because they're black, and you're I, pointing he didn't out say that. numbers. He didn't say that. I thought you said he said he said black teachers are. He are, didn't say are, get are rid of them. What, what he's okay. doing is, uh, well, what he said was, and see, this is how I get in trouble because then people think I'm taking up for him. Th- that's not the case. He didn't say that. He said, from what I understand, now somebody may say, Jay, you're wrong. I heard this story in passing. What I understood him to say was he was throwing numbers out there because they were talking about this situation with dropouts and things in school. So he brought this up. So, you know, in order for you to uh, deal with the problem, you have to first identify the problem. So, you know, the, the, the way the form is set up, you bring these things to the table, then y'all talk about solutions on how to fix them. So there you go, Mr. Elliott. So what's You're all with that. Now, what, what was this? I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. I, I don't know. I didn't okay. hear that part. So, so if you're not part, all you heard was that he said this, and then you left it at that? Come on, man. You gotta well, I mean, when you, when, you, when, you, when you're talking in the nature of, the, of, of our children, man, I, I've said, I've said this time and time and time and time again. They don't okay. they don't they don't put enough money into education. And I and I'll okay. continue to say that because we, we, we spend more That's money fair. in the military than we will in the child. So That's fair. Right, listen, is, I'm not arguing with you, you on know, that. That's fair. What's the, what's the solution to the problem? Hey man, how about how about giving teachers more money? So you know, or, or how about investing more money into education? That that would be okay. a problem that they don't do. But, and, but you, you didn't know, answer my question though. What? <laughs> so if it was yes, a black was. teacher who said this, should do you I think that person I, should be, be black or white? I, I black yeah. or white, you got to be part of the problem. That, that I, I thought I made that clear. Okay. I don't give a damn. You black or white? You're not. If you're well, not you helping say our that children, part. you're part and of the problem. That's another twenty-five cents in the cuff can. We're at one seventy-five. Okay, I'm gonna damn white, right. black or white, and it's uh, two dollars. Thank you, Mister. Whatever. You, you need to you need to you need to be concerned about our children. That's that's the way that works. Not a problem. So now Vanessa, let me bring it back to you. 
I'm sorry, Mr. Elias. I didn't want to interrupt you. Go ahead and finish your rant. I mean, your your, yeah, your I mean, point that you're trying to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and try and slide something in like you always do. Uh, I did okay. not. I but just. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm, yes, you said. Go ahead. Like, go ahead and finish your rage. That's what you said. I'm sorry. That's what you said. I'm sorry, right? Mr. Elias. I stand corrected, Mr. Elias. I'm sorry. I follow mm-hmm. my sword this morning. Go ahead. What you say, mm-hmm. I follow my sword this morning. They're not helping these children. You know, okay. they're not helping children whatsoever. They're not investing money in school. They're not doing anything. It's ridiculous to me. And our children now, are paying the price for it. Now, but wait a minute. Now, you said you said they're not doing anything. Is that really a true statement? Are they not doing enough? Is that what you're trying to say? Because hey, I look, think man, that why, would... Why are teachers so underpaid? Why are teachers so hey, bro, underpaid? I, I'm not... Okay. Hey, listen. I, I'm with you. You know, my mother was an educator for 40 plus years, so I'm on your team. But Vanessa, in the minute we have left... That's right. And she was pissed off, too, by the way. All right, Vanessa, in the, fa- the last minute that we have left, and I do mean a minute because a heartbreak is coming up. If this person was black, would your... Would you feel the same way that that person would need to be fired if a black person stood up and threw those numbers out there? Yes, fire whoever it is, because whoever it is is just making derogatory comments and it's not making the situation better. They're making the situation worse, and they should come up with a problem. So if you're going to throw the numbers out there as to something that is derogatory to say, then please come mm-hmm. back and give us something to solve the problem. That's what i got to say okay. in one minute or less. All right, that's good. Hey, listen, I hey, appreciate it. <laughs> wow, what a way to start the show. Okay, coming up next, an NPR News update, and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the show. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Raw Show, 347-850-1672. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. All hostages are safe. A suspect is dead following a more than 10-hour standoff at a synagogue in a suburb of Fort Worth, Texas. Pablo Morales Pena's with member station KERA. He reports on what happened. Law enforcement responded to a hostage situation at Congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, north of Fort Worth, on Saturday morning. An armed man took four hostages during a Shabbat service that was live-streamed on Facebook before being pulled offline. Just after 9 p.m., a series of loud bangs were heard at the scene. Moments later, Texas Governor Greg Abbott tweeted, quote, prayers answered, all hostages are out alive and saved. FBI Special Agent in Charge Matthew DeSarno applauded the efforts of negotiators. It's very likely this situation would have ended very badly early on in the day and we not had professional, consistent negotiation with the subject. Officials say they have identified the suspect but are not yet releasing a name. DeSarno says the investigation is ongoing and will have global reach. I'm Pablo Araspeña in Dallas. The AP and others are reporting the man was demanding the release of a Pakistani woman who's serving an 86-year sentence in Texas for attempting to kill U.S. service members in Afghanistan. Leader of the Oath Keepers extremist group expected them back in federal court this week on charges connected to the attack on the U.S. Capitol a year ago. NPR's Ryan Lucas reports that Stuart Rhodes has been indicted on charges including seditious conspiracy. Stuart Rhodes made his initial appearance on Friday in federal court in Plano, Texas. Prosecutors say Rhodes and 10 others conspired to try to take the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021 and prevent, by force, the transfer of presidential power to Joe Biden. Rhodes is the highest profile defendant so far in the Justice Department's Capitol riot investigation. He's the founder and leader of the Oath Keepers, one of the largest groups in America's far-right militia movement. 
Prosecutors say they want Rhodes to remain in custody pending trial. He is due back in federal court Thursday for a detention hearing to decide the matter. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. Telecommunications still down across the South Pacific Island nation of Tonga more than 24 hours after an underwater volcano erupted. Ashley Westerman reports. When the volcano erupted Saturday, it sent a fast plume of ash into the air over 18 miles up. Shane Cronin is a volcanologist with the University of Auckland. He says the plume also expanded laterally and very quickly. Within 30 minutes of the eruption onset, the, uh, the ash plume above the volcano was about 180 miles across. Saturday's eruption was the volcano's second in less than a month and sent tsunami warnings ringing out across the Pacific from New Zealand to Japan to the west coast of the U.S. Cronin says in the days ahead, Tongans will have to contend with not just cleanup and potentially more tsunamis, but also likely ashfall and acid rain. This is NPR News. Two years ago, a group of former Republican consultants came together to fight the danger their party posed to the American experiment, a citizen's movement not tied to any party or special interests. Americans running to the sound of the guns to fight for the country they loved. America won on November 3, 2020, but in the days that followed, the last shreds of Republican Party decency died replaced by a violent, brutal, autocratic movement. Every day, we learn more about the plot to kill American democracy. There is no compromise with this evil, with this hate. The choice is clear. Will American democracy continue, or will it die at the ballot box and in the courtroom? The Lincoln Project is not conservative or liberal. It is American. Millions united to do what we can to stop the unthinkable from becoming inevitable. We don't know if we'll win. But we do know if we don't fight, they will succeed. So we fight. Join us. There's no need for me to restate my long-standing support for the 60-vote threshold to pass legislation. There's no need for me to restate its role protecting our country from wild reversals in federal policy. My long-standing support for the 60-vote threshold to pass legislation. Here is Kirsten Sinema in 2010 discussing the 60-vote threshold while she mocks a Democratic senator for being insufficiently loyal to the Democratic Party. Well, in the Senate, we no longer have 60 votes. Some would argue that we never had 60 because one of those was Joseph Lieberman. Mm -hmm. But that's whatever. Um, yeah, and Nelson, too, but really Lieberman. Um, so, so now there's, um, I think as the president so eloquently said on Wednesday, there's none of this pressure 
this false pressure to get to 60. So what that means is that um, the Democrats um, can stop uh, kowtowing to Joe Lieberman and instead seek other avenues to move forward with health reform. And so it's likely that the Senate will move forward with a process called reconciliation, which takes only 51 votes. And by the way, it's not unusual. You may recall that before the Democrats took the Senate in 2008, that the Republicans controlled the Senate for quite some time, in fact, since around 1994. They never had 60 votes, and they managed to do a lot of really bad things during that time. So the reconciliation process is still quite available, and we will use it for good rather than for evil. Um, so. <laughs> One of the differences about that speech is that no one wrote that for her. She wasn't reading that. So maybe, maybe that means that's what she actually thought. That version of Kirsten Cinema, before she came to Washington, wanted to use the simple majority vote in the United States Senate for good instead of evil. She said the Republicans never got 60 votes. She didn't say that as a complaint. She said that admiring the Republican tactical ability to pass legislation without having to get 60 votes. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It's 24 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. That is fast. Uh, of course, if you are an avid watcher of MSNBC, then you should recognize the voice. That was the voice of, of uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, who has a show. And he took the opportunity to call out the ridiculous and the two-faced and lying as Kristen Sinema. And she talks about, she gave a speech this past week, folks, talking about how, you know, the reason why we need to not, you know, change the filibusters because we want to protect uh, our democracy but then as you just heard back in 2010 she had a complete different a completely different stance so now here i am i am pissed off when i hear this because let me tell you why because for you know i remember a few shows back i i, I asked mr elias this question i said hey man I said, so when you look at what she's saying she is saying look if we do this now what happens when the Republicans take over? So we need to make sure that we abide by these Senate rules that are in place to make sure that when we become the minority, we will have a voice. But then you go back and listen to that speech she gave in 2010, and then you realize something. And I have to take my hat off to Ms. Elias. So let me say this because I know a lot of times when I play or when I try to when I play devil's advocate, I should say, a lot of people, including the listening audience, oh, gee, I can't believe you're on that side. Listen, no, I'm not. All I'm trying to do is say, okay, what if? Because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I, I think I'm supposed to do. Whether you agree with it or not, I don't give a damn. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, she's playing politics just like everybody else. And so, Mr. Elias, let's, let's go ahead and get into this conversation. Listen. When I watched that whole, you know, and Lawrence O'Donnell, you know, one of the things I really wanted to play, but it was very, very long. I, I encourage you to go to YouTube and then type in her name, and then when you see uh, the last word uh, clip, listen to it in its entirety. 
Because what Lawrence O'Donnell did, Miss Ellie, is he called her what she is. She's a bald-faced liar, and she's a poor excuse as a, as a senator. And you brought up some numbers last week, Mr. Elias, about how many times last year that they voted to bypass the filibuster. But for something that is as important as voting rights, right, they won't do it. Two senators stopping the whole process. Give me your thoughts on this, man. Well, you know, Manchin, he said he will put together a voting rights bill and the 10 Republicans would join on to it. He lied. Hey, did, did, that, did that happen? So now you know that the Republicans are not going to join on something that you drafted? Why, why is your ass not voting to pass this voting rights bill? Why, why are you obstructing it? And Kristen Sinema, come on, you know, she's been playing politics for the longest. She's playing to, she's playing to whoever's giving her money. Let's call it what it is, man. It ain't, ain't, it ain't, it ain't her base, because her base is saying, hey, vote, vote this. Vote this in. We need this. Nope. Who's ever given Kristen Sinema money and, and, and putting money in her, in her little, in her, her, in her, uh, her little pot, that's, that's, that's who she's playing to. Because this is, this, is this is how it's done in Washington, D.C. That's why I, I would I, argue. Hey, man, about, I would argue that that's not her base is not saying that because apparently, Mister Elias, you just pointed out she's not. You know, if, if it was her base, she'd be playing to her base, right? She's not playing to her base, Miss mm-hmm. Elias. I mean, well, actually, she is. The people who are, like you just said, funding her campaigns, giving to her action committees or whatever the hell she has set up. Yeah, that's her base. Millionaires and billionaires. That's that 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 millionaires and billionaires. Not the people who vote for her. Not the standard, that, that that's that she's not listening to them. She's listening to people who giving her money. And that's that's why that's what happens. That's why when people are mad at Alexandria Ocasio Cortez when she says we need to get rid of the dark money, we need to get rid of this, because that's what this voting right bill does. It gets rid of the dark money. That's that's what the John Lewis bill, it gets rid of the gerrymander. It gets rid of a lot of the stuff that people hate, but they don't want to get rid of you know why? Because dark, because because money rules the world. I said it a long time ago. Greed is killing this country, and it's killing it, and it's going to kill it next November if the Republicans get in. Because if the Republicans keep on with that, with they, they don't pass the Voting Rights Act, you'll never right. see another Democrat in office, and and a lot of these districts because the Republicans will say, "Eh, we don't like that person. Get him out." Like, it it well. already happened. It's already happened in Texas. In Galveston, it's already happened. That's just a preview of things to come. What, what do you mean it's already happened? You can't. You just can't throw that out there without following it up. What are you talking about? Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. There, there, there is a. There was a. There was one stronghold guy held out in Galveston, right? Where uh, he was in charge of the votes, right? Well, because okay. there was a Republican, there were there, there, there was so many Republicans. They voted him out, and he's no longer in charge of the vote, uh, votes. In Galveston, look it up. So, okay, I'm just started. asking. When you throw it out there, you have to, you know, give us some uh, substance. Yeah, All right, Vanessa. Hey, good stuff. Well, listen, I appreciate that. All right, Vanessa. You know, once again, I, I'm so upset because of the fact that when you listen to that clip, and like I say, please, folks, go out there and find the whole 
clip. I, you know, obviously we can't play it in its entirety because it's about eight minutes long, and that would damn near take up the whole segment. But maybe we should have because I think this is an important. We are at a, an important uh, juncture uh, when it comes to our country. We're at the crossroads, in my opinion, Vanessa, because this stuff is real. You know, I, listen, Pennsylvania just threw, threw out, thank God a Republican judge just threw out some gerrymandering numbers that the Republicans tried to push out, and they threw that out. I'm shocked by that. But at the end of the day, they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. And like I mentioned last week, how they were talking to one of the insurrectionists, and she talks about, okay, listen, we're trying to start at the top. Let's work our way down. Let's start in local government. Let's start with, you know, city government, work our way up. And, you know, we talk about this all the time on the show. You know, the presidential election is a very – it's important. Don't get me wrong. But to me, the most important races are the Senate races because these people have no term limits. They're going to be there forever, right, until they die or retire, especially if they are in a Republican stronghold. So give me your thoughts on this. And, um, you know, listen, I, I have to say this before I turn the mic over to you. I really, a lot of her stuff, when I say her as far as cinema, a lot of it was BS, you know, and I was, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I still said, wait a minute, maybe she has a point because once Republicans get in the office, you know what they're going to do. But Republicans are smart. They, they put outrageous bills on the floor so Democrats can vote against them, and then guess where you'll see it again? You'll see it again during a political campaign ad when they try to raise money off of it. Your thoughts, Vanessa? Bobby always says to me, Vanessa, because he listens to these AM talk shows, and he right. always says that they're going to cheat. They're going to connive. They're going to plot. And he listens to the show, and I, mean, I have to listen to it because I'm sitting in the car with him, to listen to how they talk about what Democrats have done or are doing something now. And Donald Trump and his people did the exact same thing. But when Donald Trump did this stuff, it was no big deal. So now they are plotting, trying to change the voting. They're trying to move, I don't know how to say it the correct way, they're trying to move the line here in Houston, in the Texas area, so that they can have more Republicans voted in on their side. And they're getting away with it. Yes, they're getting away with it. Abbott, you know, I could just say such stuff, but I would get in so much trouble with God, with what I really think about that man in that wheelchair and how mean and cruel he is and how crooked he is and how crooked Ted Cruz is. And they get away with it. She's yep. going to get away with it. I don't understand why people you think so? are not paying more attention. Yes. Because they're not talking about it. Nobody's really talking about it, but, the, but those of us that are, that are part of the segment, that are part of the world. I mean, you don't hear anything being said about it or see anything being said about it on social media. And that's where you know where people's thoughts are with this stuff. Um, I stopped posting it. I stopped posting it because they're just not paying attention. But when voting time comes and they're already kicking people's stuff out. Okay, so, guys, I think the last day to be registered 
to vote or to to vote for the March election is January 30th or 31st. They're already kicking people's applications out because of ID. They're already kicking it out. Something about the last four digits of your social security number is going to have to match something. I mean, they're already jacking with people trying to register. I mean, it's just going to be a mess. It's just going to be yeah. a mess. Texas is uh, going to be a holy mess with what they've done. And everything that they've done behind people mm-hmm. back, it's going to come out. And then these people in Texas are going to start paying attention. Yeah, well, you know what? Abbott, I, I, is, Abbott is doing stuff. You, you, you kind of contradict yourself a little bit because, you know, it'll come out. But like you just said, Cinema's going to get rid of, get get away with what she's doing. And so, I mean, come on. I mean, nothing's going to no, happen I'm to not, these people. No. Okay, so what I'm Nothing's going to happen to them. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen to them. What Abbott is doing is going to come out. And it's going to be okay. too late. But with her, right. she's just going to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. All right, let's uh, bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, good man. Morning. How are you doing? Hey, good doing morning. Outstanding, sir. Good, doing outstanding. All right, uh, g- give me your thoughts on this, Jerome, because, you know, now, listen, like I announced last week, and, and you know, by, by no means did I give the official announcement, but we all know that the uh, midterms, you know, the season is here. It's the season to be jolly. You know, now people are starting to ramp up for the midterms. But listen, man, when you hear people like Kristen Sinema say the things that she said, she stood up and gave that crazy, you know, it's just, it was so, it was just so full of falsehoods. Everyone knows how, what my position is on this. This is the thing that, that, that's always uh, funny when it comes to politicians. They say things and they act as if, you know, that day was the first day they invented video cameras and, and, and recording machines because you can go right back and play exactly what they said a few years ago. Now, listen, people can change their mind all day long. That's okay, right? But don't act as if, oh, my God, you know, I've been standing on these principles forever. But then we go back and find something that you said, oh, well, you know, you were saying the complete opposite. Hypocrisy at, this, at its finest, Jerome. Give me your thoughts, man. Well, I I don't okay. So, you know, I don't see this as that much of a problem, just because it's really? always no. Wow. No, think about it. I mean, if, if you go back in the archives of these shows, right, yeah. and just listen to some of the things that we talk about, it is the exact same thing, right? That Mitch McConnell did that when Obama was there, just blatantly <laughs> lie, right? Yeah. And then you go through mm-hmm. Trump. And then they blatantly lie, change the filibuster, get through the Supreme Court folks, and then change the thing back, right? Yep. And then comes back, and Biden's there, and now he's the complete opposite of where he was when he did that for Trump, right? This, that stuff is not, it's not new. It shouldn't raise anybody's blood pressure to know that these folks are lying, right? Now, the thing that's disheartening about all of this is looking at people like Cinema and Manchin, because folks are really letting them off the hook because right. they are doing the same exact thing, right? So they voted with Trump and voted against Obama. And now you're there. And Biden, you know, again, he's like the rest of them where he's like, oh, I got this, because he has relationships with them. 
and at the same time, he can't move them. But he's okay right. with not moving. So it's making us all crazy to say, wait a minute, you said one thing, you're doing the opposite. So we right. need to take a different tack, right? So, And I, I want to say this all the way down to the local level. Take a different tact with these people. What happens is that when they're smiling in your face and everything's good and you're at that really nice dinner that they're trying to give fundraisers and support from, <laughs> tell them, okay, and don't support them. Because they need to learn their lesson on on the fact that if you cross me, if you take the opposite approach of what you said, I'm not supporting you. There's a problem with the Democrats, though, with this, because if Manchin's cinema's not there, they don't have control of the Senate. So now that... But do they really have control, Jerome? Do they really have control? Let, let me, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but, 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 but I guess what... Let me ask you this. Is this... Is, okay, their mindset here, right? So are they saying, look, uh, at the end of the day, we want to maintain control, even though these people are, like, undercover Republicans... They still vote, you know, whatever the percentile is for Democrats. Is that the reason why, Jerome, that it's important for them to keep her in the fold? Oh, I think we lost them. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, okay, so so I don't know if you heard the question. Let me repeat it here real quick. So when you look at this, right, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but I, I but you brought up something, and my mind is just not that long, so I want to get it out while it's on my mind. So you talked about this thing with cinema, right? Do you think the reason why they put up with this stuff is because even though, you know, she's a Democrat, a lot of us look at her like, yeah, you're an undercover Republican, but the fact that they do have – she helps to maintain control of the Senate. Is it a situation where, where they say, look, we're just going to have to deal with it because she votes with us X amount of percentage of the time, and we'll take that versus not having her in place at all? Do you think that's the reason why You know, they continue to kind of deal with her? Yeah, exactly, right? Like so okay. – you know, if they gave, if one of them said, "Nope, I'm going to be, a, you know, I'm going to be an independent and I'm going to caucus independently," that's going to make it even. And now they have to go through something very different to take control of the Senate. And if you take control of the Senate, you know, Ms. McConnell gets to determine what right. is on the agenda, right? So, but he is not all well. Okay, I see what you're saying. He, no, he, yeah, he doesn't I'll, really control. You're right. Okay, but, you're right. but here's right. what we're missing. Chuck Schumer is not, and I repeat, he is not Mitch McConnell because he'd be forcing this stuff through. There is a uh-huh. way to force some of this stuff and force votes. He mm-hmm. just threatens to do it, but he doesn't do it. Mitch McConnell right. would have done it. So that their hearts aren't the same. So you have to okay. kind of think, what tactics are the Democrats using that um, – or what tactics don't they use that the Republicans would normally use? And so those guys are not forceful. The Democrats are always problematic. That's why we don't have too much change in this country is because the Republicans are determined to roll things back to the Confederacy time. Like they want to go back to Jim Crow. And they slowly creep us back there. And the, yep, Democrats, yep. Are like, oh, and the Democrats are like, oh, it's not going to happen. They don't really mean no harm. That's not really true because all of us don't feel like that, right? And they're helping them. So when hmm. when Trump did all the stuff that he did, did they when they came in there, did they just say, hey, we're going to roll back all the Trump stuff? We're going to kick all of Trump's crazy people out of 
the post office or running this department. They didn't even do that. They left them right, right there. Sure so did. they're like little terrorist groups that are like sleeper cells. So when the next <laughs> crazy Republican get in there, they, no lie. I mean, I'm just saying. I love like, it. I love the way you broke we it don't, down. We don't look at it that way. If, yeah. if you are pro-black and say, hey, I belong to the nation of Islam, white folks think that you're a sleeper cell. And it's like, look, I work at a freaking gas station. It's like, no, I, you can't pump my gas because you believe in a nation. Like, it's like, what? Right? Black people are not left alone on our beliefs. White folks are. And so we have to deal with this because this is a part of what the bigger picture is in people's pathology. Mm. We have hope for them to be better than they are. They're not better than that. And we need to deal with this. And we need to figure out a way how to move politics. That's why, you know, I really stopped watching political news for at least like the last five to six months. I read, oh, I read wow. a ton of news stories, but I don't watch television. It's boring me, and I realize that it is a it, it's a um, a hamster wheel. So whether you're watching right. MSNBC or CNN or whatever, it's just a freaking hamster wheel. Because right. Lawrence O'Donnell and uh, I don't mean to point him out. He's one of I actually kind of like him, but they're doing the same stories and the same outrage and the same thing that they're not moving the needle. So who is their audience? Who are they talking to? Right, they're talking to yep. themselves because they're not yep. changing anything either because they're not calling them out. So when you said that earlier, who was calling them out for the hypocrisy? It's like, yeah, they're calling them out, but at the same time, you look at MSNBC and you say, why is Keith Oberman there? It's because Keith yeah. Oberman was really calling them out. He was calling them stupid. He was calling them liars. He was calling them exactly what they were, and. Rachel and those guys have to be polite or they wouldn't even have a job because they're holding down status quo still. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff as always. My main man, Jerome. All right, it's convenient time. In, five, in four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll talk to you on the other side. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> a trying week for America and the man elected to lead it. COVID hospitalizations hit record highs, inflation still surges, and then Thursday, President Biden's push for voting rights reform collapsed, and the Supreme Court blocked his vaccination policy for big companies. We're joined now by NPR senior political editor and correspondent, Domenico Montanaro. Domenico, thanks so much for being with us. Hey there, Scott. These are all hard real problems, but also to be practical about it, political problems for the president, aren't they? Well, definitely. And Biden, you know, ended the year at a low point. He was hoping to turn it around for the new year, but his plate just got a lot heavier. Uh, In addition to the setbacks that you guys highlighted, his domestic legislative agenda remains stalled. We've started to see more empty shelves at grocery stores again, caused mainly by COVID issues, but it's something conservatives have latched on to to criticize the president. Now, to be sure, Biden has had some real accomplishments. I mean, the infrastructure law is going to pour billions of dollars into states to repair roads and bridges. He also got through the American Rescue Plan early on, which did put thousands of dollars in many Americans' pockets. And considering the 50-50 Senate, that's not a bad legislative record. But Democratic infighting over the spending bill and anger from activists over Biden not taking a firmer stance against the filibuster earlier have taken up way more oxygen than the White House would have liked. 
Did the Biden administration set expectations too high? You know, the count in the Senate was no secret. Right. And I, I think that that is a big part of the problem. I mean, because even if Biden came out sooner in favor of getting rid of the filibuster, for example, I mean, it's not clear what difference it would have made. The votes weren't there to do it when he took office, and they're not there now either. Getting rid of the filibuster also is not a move that polls particularly well either. Um, and that's all put Biden in quite the box. I mean, his party base sees democracy threatened, while independents are reluctant to embrace bold change. But again, I'm not even sure any of this really matters. Because because you've had two Democratic senators who steadfastly refused to go along. And it is up to the president to set expectations. And the expectations he's set and that have been put on him have really been out of whack with reality. I mean, politicians all promise the moon, and then their supporters are surprised to find out the presidency is a rocket ship without any fuel of its own, really. The fuel is votes. Biden doesn't have them right now in the Senate. You seem to be suggesting that if the president had more votes in the Senate, he might have more political influence. Oh, definitely. He would do a whole lot more, too. It's been well known. His agenda has been held up mostly because of two Democratic senators, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. They continue to balk at legislation and measures that they see as going too far. Sinema notably took to the Senate floor this week, reiterating her opposition to the filibuster changes before Biden had even arrived at the Capitol to try to convince Senate Democrats to change the chamber's rules. So, so much for that. (laughs) Biden, you know, thought he could get Manchin and Sinema to move toward his position using the politics of the personal. But frankly, Biden perhaps puts a lot, maybe too much stock in his own powers of persuasion, both domestic and on the world stage. Now, as we've seen again and again in U.S. history, sweeping change is usually only brought about through Congress when a president has numbers. FDR's New Deal, LBJ's Great Society measures, Barack Obama passing health care, all of those presidents had big majorities, much bigger than this president does. And Barry Domenico Montanaro, thanks so much. You're welcome. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. It's 10 minutes before the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best I'm here with Vanessa Mastelias and Jerome, respectively. Now, I wanted to do something this morning because I mentioned in the last segment, uh, we talked about how the midterms, you know, the season is here. And people are going to start campaigning. But I also thought... It would be curious as to what my colleagues say. Oh my God, what the hell is that? Uh, what my colleagues would say uh, in regards to the 2024 presidential election. So what I want to do during this segment is I want to take a look at some folks on the Democratic side that you know who we would think who would make a great candidate for you know 2024. So. Let's let's start with uh, the current sitting president, and uh, let me start this segment with you, Vanessa. 
Do you think Bill? Bill, do you think uh, Joe Biden should run for re-election? Because keep in mind, by the time he's inaugurated for his second term, he'll be 82 years old. So you're talking about him leaving office as an 86-year-old president. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that uh, he should uh, seek re-election, or would you like to see a younger, more vibrant? A Democratic leader try to challenge him, even though we know that that's something that let me let me change it up there. Let's say this. Let's say that he doesn't run, okay? Because <laughs> I don't want to put that out there. Let's say if he decides, you know what, this is too much for me. My doctor's telling me I need to sit it out. So now, if Bill, if Bill, how do I keep thinking Bill Clinton? If Joe Biden, right, uh, decides not to seek re-election, who do you think would be a good candidate? to be the face of the Democratic Party and to be the Democratic nominee for the 2024 election. <clears throat> All righty. I feel better now that I've had coffee. Good morning, everybody. I'm I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you sound much better, too. Thank you. So <laughs> so who do you think? Who, who, would, who would be your person that well, you'd like me, to step up and take up that, that mantle? Okay. Let me say this. I don't no. want... Joe Biden to run again. I just wanted Joe Biden to run to get rid of Trump. Okay. So, Ooh, so why do you not want him to run again? I just want somebody um, that hasn't necessarily been in Congress or whatever a billion well, we, years. Well, I mean, he well, has we had that problem people. before. Jesus Christ. That's why I we just had that uh, problem. Well, we just got rid of him. Well, no. No, Trump okay. hadn't been into politics at all. There's a difference. I mean, okay, I somebody, it. Trump hadn't been in it at all. He didn't have any experience. I'm talking about somebody that's like midway, like Obama was midway. And he was a decent, he was at a mid-age to me. So I don't know who I would want to run as president, but I can tell you who I would like to see run as vice president. Can I do that? Uh, well, they don't run as vice president, but go ahead. Your wish list, they are selected by the nominee. Okay, run, go ahead. Or, you're right. Put their name in the hat. Same thing to me. They still have to put their name in the hat that they're interested in the position. I would like to see Val Deming, who I really would appreciate it have been a vice president this time, Val, and I would like to see Amy's name in the hat, both of them. One is black, if you don't know. One is white. And I'm talking to the audience who don't know who I'm talking about. Amy Klobuchar and Val Deming. Val was like a police chief for so many years. She's been in Congress, Senate. Um, so I like her. I like what she could bring to the table. Um, I think that whoever runs for president, because she has that police background, she would make it an even key. Amy Klobuchar, I say Amy only because I can't think of anybody else white that I would like in that spot because it definitely wouldn't be Amy. B. Um, Amy B is just old and cranky and crazy. So I don't know who I would like as president, but I would like a president about the same age that Obama was and have the same kind of background and the, as the time frame being in Senate and Congress or whatever. So I don't want uh, Joe Biden to run 
and I don't think Joe Biden would win. So let's not even throw his name in there. They're already on AM talk shows talking about him having dementia. He can't remember what he ate for breakfast, and his tie matches the, the sofa that he was sitting on, and that's true. It really did. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who I want to run for president. I can only think for vice at this point. So that's where I am with that. Okay, fair enough. Let me throw a name out there for y'all, and let me go with you on this one, Jerome. Well, no, let me let me just get your thoughts. Man. Who do you think, man? Who would make a, you know, in your opinion, a strong candidate to represent the party in 2024? Um, I'm going to go with Joe Biden, Chuck, for 100. <laughs> y'all are being silly. Really? Really? Are you, are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm not look, kidding you. I mean, you I, if – if Joe Biden tell, doesn't run for re-election, come on, tell you why. Go ahead. Because I really like the fact that conservatives and Republicans they <sighs> can make people focus on. Remember, they were saying Hillary Clinton looked like she got a, a neurological problem. She tripped going up the stairs. They're old right. folks. Like that is just it. And now you know AM radio is crazy conservative to begin with. I don't care which one you listen to. They are True. focusing your thought on something that's making you think that that man is not capable of running this country so that you keep that in your head by the time the next time he runs. They start on this stuff early. They took, My they hand took, is in the air. I didn't say that he was incapable. They took, they took I said years. I want somebody younger. Hey, <laughs> yeah, but you picked racist Amy Klobuchar, so I can't really go with that, Vanessa, right? Because she's already but been what about vetted. Val? No, I don't have anything against Val. I'm I'm saying, like, Amy Klobuchar has been vetted. She tried running. She had a problem in her home state in in Minnesota because of the True. stuff that she was ignoring in black people's stuff. Everybody's That's just like got these some things. problems, though, y'all. Everybody's got some problems. Y'all can get away. Y'all can and, get off see, of that. Y'all right, are not right. going to find so somebody that doesn't too. have a problem with something. Y'all just not. Vanessa, you can't do that, honey. You, that, like that, you're nitpicking, right? So you're saying that just because she has a few problems, we can ignore those. But in the problems of Biden, we we can't we can't ignore those. You're you're picking which ones we can ignore. Like I'm saying, Christine Gellibrand, for example. Everybody loves throwing her name up, but we don't see her Please. for nothing when it comes to anybody minorities. We don't see her coming up with any issues. At all, unless it has something to do with women, True. right? She would jump her butt out there. Amy Klobuchar jumped their butt, her butt out there like Elizabeth Warren will. But when something really happens in this country where people are in the streets, when Trump and those guys, you don't hear them talk about, like, um, uh, January 6th. You don't hear right. none of them talk about none of that stuff. You don't see them on TV. They ain't running, re- releasing those statements. These people are getting prosecuted, and you don't hear Amy Klobuchar say jack. You don't hear Gillibrand say jack about them fools. Why do you think that is? That is so it's disturbing to me that we're like, okay, well, you know what? How do we change this thing? Oh, put some younger racist crazy people in there. That that sounds that sounds like about right. Because we know that Joe Biden didn't win. Because he was old, he was he won because he was acceptable. So even when the Democrats who cannot stick together were squat, said, and "Can't oh, we find a middle aged acceptable person like what you just described? Can't we find well, one think about that it. is middle aged?" Think about it this way. 
Okay. Think about it this way. When they were running, they were like, hey, Buddha Judge can win. I think he's going to win. His ass got smoked. No, like, I never really, said that. Uh, I think well, that he's a, a lot of people who were saying Buddha Judge can win. They want to let a man run the White House. Not now. Not, not right now. Well, I'm mm-hmm. saying, but the people who thought that his butt can win or, or what's that guy, Yang? Like, people went at that no. dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can't I can't tell you how many phone calls I fielded for that. And it was like, yo, I like what he's saying, don't you think? And I'm like, he has no shot. And no. folks are like, uh, you just, you you know, we need somebody younger in there. We need to do this. And he got, he went on a bike ride to protest George Floyd or something. And then black folks mm-hmm. ran him up out of here, him and his campaign staff. But Bobby <laughs> doesn't even want to run another term, Jerome. But Biden said, but Biden said at the beginning he only wanted to do this his one term. Biden said he didn't even want to do it too. So he said right, but think about it. Well, first of all, he did not say. But I'm saying he did not say that he was going to leave after one term. We are putting this on here. You and again, the reason that I'm a little bit frustrated with this. Is because I hate this part. Because people do, used to do that with Muhammad Ali. You'd be like, oh, Muhammad Ali going to die. And it's like, stop wishing that on that oh, man. Oh, wow. Right? When well, somebody gets but a nobody said all of that. Jeff, Jeff, no, no, no. Jeff, you have taken right. the extreme well, of what I said. No, no, I am not. I, here's what I'm saying, Vanessa. I'm saying having the conversation about somebody having dementia when they don't have dementia is us using our energy projecting something on someone. We do that in this country a lot, right? So there will be hearing stories about O.J. is about to die or Cosby is going to die because that is what happens. You know, like Reagan, um, I think he pronounced Gaddafi's name incorrect because it's a sign of disrespect. And they, people do that stuff on purpose. And so we can't keep reiterating the same thing that somebody is doing just to portray it back on well, ourselves. Well, Reagan had dementia, so that's, let's not get that twisted. He had dementia and all yeah, kinds of what he was sorry. I'm sorry, I said Reagan. It, it was actually George H. Bush who did that. Okay, there you right? go. Like, like he, he was really, they were really just kind of showing a, a sign of disrespect by not saying that, guy, that man's name correctly. They did intentionally did that. And that's all I'm saying. Like, So we're having a topic about disqualifying somebody who's obviously qualified. You know who we should be talking about is who he's going to run with vice president, but Kamala is not up to that job. Let's talk about that. Well, you know what, that's a good segue because I'm telling you now, uh, uh, I'm telling you now, Mr. Elias, you know, when she first was elected VP, I mean, well, not elected, but selected and ran on the ticket, you know, oh, you know, we had a conversation. I remember having this conversation. You know, is this good for her? Is this bad for her? I think that this was the worst thing she did because all the reports that are coming out about the infighting within that group, uh, her numbers are just in the toilet. And there are times where you can see, where you can say something that'll piss her off. And, and, and you know, she, she, she tries to be diplomatic about how she's feeling about it, but it doesn't come off looking good. And, and I'm telling you now, bro, I agree with you, Jerome. You know, let's switch it then. I agree with that. Who you think is going to be on the ticket? There, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, 2024. Well, why do you say it's going to be a problem? 
There's going to be a problem running her as vice president. She's not a good oh, surrogate at all. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying it's going to be a problem trying to find someone to, to be the second tier on that ticket. So, Ms. No, Elias, no, I'm, I'm saying glad. she's not a good surrogate. Mm-hmm. No. no. Yeah, she's, she's not a good surrogate. Most of her staff no. has quit. Yes, yeah, yeah, think about why the, that is, too. Yeah, yeah. I she, read an she, article she, where she, they said most of Camilla's staff has quit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. another one did. Like, um, maybe um, I didn't do that in the news show last week, but another one did. She yeah. Has, and, yeah. And they didn't they didn't leave Washington. They actually worked in a different department. Yeah. Because she, they have yeah. no focus. It's hard to control people. And politics, seriously, it's hard to control a person who's not disciplined. And especially yeah. if they're arrogant, you can't control them. Trump was horrible yeah. to control, apparently, because he thought he knew everything. The first yeah. thing you know in leadership is that you know nothing. So you rely on yeah. staff. You rely <laughs> on people to go out and get information. That's what wisdom tells us. I don't know anything. I can admit that. I make a lot of phone calls. You ask me a question, I think I can call somebody who find an answer to it. But I don't claim knowing Jack. But if, if yeah. you're going to be in leadership, you cannot do that, right? And I think uh, – and I don't know Kamala. I don't know anybody who works for her. But I can tell you this. She um, obviously has a problem with um, communication and staff, you know, and that's, that's, that's apparent, and that's me looking from the outside in, that she yeah. does not do well in being in control. That's I can true. tell you that. And, and, and it's obvious. I mean, she wears her emotions on her sleeve, and, and I wouldn't care if she's a man, woman, or whatever. Well, I, I don't mean, know about that. Tell. Well, I think she does. All right, Mr. Elias, man, real quick, man. I'm sorry, man. You only have uh, about a minute and a half, man. G- g- give me your thoughts on this, man, what we're talking about, and then we can pick up on the other side. Well, I'd have to agree with uh, the Camilla, man, because, uh, man, you look, agree with Camilla. <laughs> well, I'm saying with the fact that she's, she's not a good vice president, oh. man. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd have to agree with that fact, man, because, I mean, you know, he's laid a lot of stuff in her lap, and and she hasn't got anything accomplished. Now, now keep in mind, there's a lot of fighting with the Democrats. Let's take it. Let me talk. Democrat. Hold on, man. Hold on. I want you to comment on that. Hold on for a second. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump in. Listen, you said something I thought was interesting because a lot of people are saying that a lot of Kamala's people are saying, look, the reason why she's not being successful is because he's putting stuff in her lap that he knows that she cannot, uh, uh, you know, fix or take care of or accomplish. So you're setting. They feel that the that Biden is setting her up for failure. Do you agree with that? Um. What? Yes. No, well, I'm you telling know, you, a lot of yeah, people in her I camp, do, they're saying agree. that. I do I do agree. Why do you, why do you agree with you that? Know, why do I agree with that? Because you got Manchin yes, and sir. Cinema. You got Manchin and Cinema. They, these, these people are not budging on anything. Now, Manchin lied. His lap, ass lied. Oh, yes. uh, uh, the voting rights is not in her lap. That, that's not, yeah, so I don't think he put her as point on that. I don't think he did. Now, oh, I, thought he, I, could he did. I don't think he I could did. No. He did. Okay, well, we'll I, look I it up. I don't did. think he did. Okay, yeah. well, we're 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 think, out. Go ahead, man. Finish your thought, bro. I'm sorry. Finish your thought, man. We got to get out of here. I mean, you know, but some of the stuff he put in the lab, I, I think he, he. I'd have to look it up, but I was I was thinking about it the other day. Some of the stuff he put in the lab, she could get accomplished. You know, to me, I I, I don't understand why the Democrats are so scared to call these people out. If you if you're screwing up, you're screwing up. Call them out. I, I mentioned in cinema. Like, like they always say, I'll mention in cinema. We'll, we'll work with them. We'll, we'll get them along board. You ain't gonna get them on board. 
they, they sat there and lied about the uh, Build Back Better Act. What happened? It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. These, these people are not coming on board. And Manson said he was going to get, to get the Build Back Better Act done with them. He promised. And what did he do? He held back. Nope, we can't. I can't in good conscience do it. And you mean to tell me your base and your people in West Virginia are, are, are with you on this? Why, why? They should be calling these people out to the moon. I don't give a damn. I, I, I would go to each one of them states and say, hey, look, this is what we're trying to do. Maybe you can convince your senator to get this done. Maybe you can get convince your senator to get this done. I would I would tout it out to them. I would make them pay the price for it. Alright. $2.25 is in the cuss can. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Online radio at its best.
Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the caller number three four seven eight five zero. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Come on in anytime you want. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our caller number. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio at its best. Um, Jerome's in the house. Miss Elias is in the house. Vanessa's here as well. All right, we talked about the Democrats for the last hour. You know, and i tell you something. It was an interesting conversation. Glad we had it. But here's what I want to talk about because, we, you know, at the top of the show, you heard in the lead that Trump, he's telling insiders that uh, he's going to run again in 2024. So now I guess the million-dollar question is that, uh, you know, once – Biden becomes the Democratic nominee for 2024, who do you think he's going to face as an opponent? And is it realistic to think that Donald Trump, with all the freaking litigation that he has going on, do you honestly think this guy is going to run for office again? Let's start the conversation right there. And let me let me start with you on this, Jerome, because, you know, we thought that that guy would be in jail by now or at least be getting close. Then there was a part where I said, I don't know what's going to happen. But now I'm hearing new reports that, you know, hey, maybe this can come to fruition. But once again, do you think this guy's going to run for office uh, to be uh, for the GOP uh, coming up in 2024? Is Jerome not here, Mr. Elias? Yeah, Jerome. Okay. I, thought was, I thought it was on the yes, I, yes. No, of course he's going to run. Of course he's going to say he's going to run because he needed as a politi- he needs it as a crutch to say that he was politically prosecuted. So he's never going to take that off the table because that is a true defense. That's why what's going on with the the Capitol, the insurrection stuff is that the people like McCarthy who are in office are saying, hey, if you take me off the board. You're interfering with democracy because I am running the legislature, right? So he needs to keep saying that so that he does not get prosecuted. And remember, that's why, um, that's why the what is his name? The FBI guy. Can't remember his name. Um, that's why he wouldn't press. That's why he didn't release certain things about Mueller. Um, yeah, Mueller. That's why in their investigation. They redacted or say, hey, we, the Justice Department believes that you cannot indict a sitting president, so he wasn't indicted. That didn't mean he didn't have enough information to indict him. It meant because he was president. So what is, what is Trump using right now? Oh, you can't release my stuff from the archives because executive privilege. You're not president, so you don't have it. But he still needs to be in that conversation as a defense. Because once he says that he's off the board, since he can run for president again, once he takes that off the board, all bets are off. He has no defense at all. So he needs to keep lying and saying that. It's just smart play from a narcissist. He can still raise money for his defense fund, all of that stuff. <laughs> but if he doesn't say that he's running, what, how is he going to get people to donate money to him? Wow. But listen, I think the guy thinks he's going to win. I think he enjoys nothing more than being a kingmaker. He enjoys the fact that people come to Mar-a-Lago and kisses his hand, Mr. Elias, to please, master, bless us, put the sword on the right side and the left side, and bless us. So I think 
he gets off doing this, Mr. Elias. You tell me. I, I, I honestly, I think he's going to run, and I think I think if the if the Republicans have their way, we're going to have an autocracy here. I think I think they'll get rid of. I, now don't hey man, I think that will they'll they'll get rid of the uh, the eight year rule, and we'll have an autocracy here. I, I believe in my heart of hearts that's what they'll do, because they know that that Trump has the support. Of so many, so many millions of people, and now they're they're putting themselves in a predicament where they can say, "I, I don't care if he won the election, he didn't," and that's just the way it's going to work. And people don't realize this is what's happening, and they don't care that's what's happening. I, I like I said, I had a friend who said I was making more money in the stock market with Trump. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me ask. Let me borrow a phrase from the nun from Sister Act Two at the end when it's about the roll of credit. She say, "Now wait a minute. Hold on, Mr. Elias. You trying to tell me that you think that the Republicans they are playing chess, not checkers, and that their intent is for him to get into office? Let me show because I want to come back to this. Get into office, and then they're going to change the rules to allow him to be president forever." Is that what I just heard you say? Well, no. I think it'll be his his family. I think it'll be the Trump family. I believe that in my heart of hearts. Changed, Do you know how look, look at how they change look at look how they change the rules in the voting game now. Look look at how they change the rules in the voting game now. Even wow. if the Democrat wins office, even if he wins by he could have millions and millions of votes more than this person. That the worst thing could come in and say, we don't think he won, he didn't win. They're doing that right now. I'm telling you. They're, 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 I, they're doing that right now. You know what? I'm telling I'm you. I'm here to tell our you. Democracy well, I, democracy I, 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 I'll, I'll give you this. Our democracy is in Let me tell you what I'm going to give you. If you'd have told me on September 10th, 2001 that someone would run planes into the you know into the World Trade Center I thought you were crazy if you had told me you know in 2021 that the Republicans would cheat and run a Supreme Court justice in less than I don't know 40 days to get them on the bench after all the hoopla they raised about Merrick Garland I'd have still been looking at your cross-eyed I'm here to tell you man I'm thinking that I can't look at your cross-eyed on this. You know, Vanessa, I'm here to tell you that as far-fetched as that sounds, what he just said, if you'd have told me January 5th that a bunch of white people, ex-military and ex-cops, would storm the Capitol and that there wouldn't be a bloodbath out there on the front line, I'd have told you you were ridiculous. But I cannot sit here and say with a straight face, that what he is saying, he is in Mr. L.E.S., there could be some validity to that. Think about what he just said, that the Republicans will run Trump, and if he wins, because there are people out there thinking that he can win, because, you know, I don't understand what the American people are looking at. I really don't. Biden's numbers are, they're, they're bad. But if you look at the unemployment numbers and things of that nature, they're almost back at pre-pre-pre-pandemic uh, levels. 
So mm-hmm. your goal is to get him back in office, Vanessa. Listen, listen, to get him back in office, and then once he's in office, Vanessa, they're going to change the rules and let him just be president forever, him and his family. What do you think about that? I'm just sitting here looking at the phone. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you were doing. Okay. No? I'm just, I I mean, first of all, some mute, but next I'm sitting there looking at the phone like, and I believe they would really try to get away with that. I really. You ain't lying. Mm -hmm. You're not lying. You're not lying. They really would try to get. I don't think wow. it would happen. Didn't because see it. even Didn't see Nikki, even let me tell you why. Because I mm. think even white people that like Trump don't want him to be in office forever. Mm. Um, I, I do believe that. I believe that some of them would un, would be sneaky, and they wouldn't necessarily vote for that law or for that rule. Mm. But but I, I do know some that. That would put Trump in, but I, but they don't want Trump to be in there forever. I'm telling you, I, I play bingo with these same white people. I go camping with these same white people. So mm. I ask them, just like they ask stuff, I ask them stuff. So do they want Trump back in office? Sure they do. Do they want the Trumps in office forever? No. Just like they came back and said they were glad that the Bushes finally got out of office because it was too many of them. They had been in there too long. That's the same thing they're going to end up saying about Trump. So that's what they did say about the Bushes. So, and the Bushes are right here in Texas with us. But I do believe that they are mm. going to try to change it so that the president can stay in office longer than two terms, than eight years. I believe that. Does mm. Trump think that he's going to stay in office? Yes. Did I just click on a survey on my page Friday that said, do you think that Donald Trump should run for election, re-election? Then you, I, you click that answer. Do you think that he would win? And then you would click that answer. And at the end of it, it said, please donate 20, not five, please donate 20, 50, 100, and then it said other. And it said a month. A month, y'all. Not a one-time donation. It said a month. In other words, they're going to auto-debit it out of your account. And I was clicking it just so I could see what was going to happen because I knew at the end of that rainbow, honey, or that dark cloud, rather, they're going to be asking for some money. They always do. And when it comes to Trump, they always ask him for money because he has that little line that says that he can use that money toward his defense. So... I don't really think these people think Trump is going to run. Y'all, Trump just being conniving so that he can get some money to help pay for his defense. That's a, I, Every time I see something, I click it. There are surveys, and I click them because yeah. I want to see what's at the end of it, and it's always money. And why do you want my name, my email, and my zip code? That's what they want at the end of it, your name, email, wow. and zip code. You know where I am, where I live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right, Interesting. Let, let me extend this set for two more minutes because I gotta get with Jerome. Jerome, give me your just a real quick comment, man, on what Miss Deli has said. Let me ask you something. Had you thought of what he just said about this whole thing about them getting him in office and trying to, you know, 
keep him in office past eight years? I mean, did that even enter your thought process? And the no hitters gone again. All right, so um, no problem. Uh, we'll hear what Drew has. Wait a no minute, wait a minute. Gone. I was talking. I'm sorry. So, of oh. course they did. You know what? I'm going to need you to fix that mute button. Yeah, I'm, uh, my bad. Get him, Get him. Um, <laughs> my but yeah, of course, of course they did, right? They did that on January 6th. They were trying to change the rules to invalidate states so that Congress can pick who the next president is. No, no, but you're not answering my question, man. Did you think what, what Mr. Elias just said? Mr. Elias just said that they tried they to put him in office tried. and change the rules. Yes, they tried to coup. They wow. tried to change the rule in Congress, and so Damn. you don't think that they will try to change the law? They changed the the rules in the Senate wow. to get Supreme Court justices. Then they changed the wow. You don't think that these people are, are up to that? Is that reasonable? I, I didn't – listen, dude. You know, you heard what I said before. If you'd have asked oh, me some of these questions the day before the event happened, I would have been looking at you like you're a damn fool. But I'm like, hey. If you'd asked me what he... the day before the event happened, and you would have got the same answer. Here's the thing. Oh, well, of course I know. I think the Democrats. <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> Sorry about that. The Democrats, I would threaten them to say, you know what? We think Obama's going to run for reelection. They will drop that like nobody <laughs> Ooh, there you go. I like that. Look at this man. I love like, the way he did that because they oh. He's younger than all of them. So let the wow. let the Republicans do that, and then Obama will go up against Trump. Look at Let's Jerome bringing it back. Look at that guy there. You know what? We're gonna leave it on that one. I hate. To, I like the way he did. I hate to say it, but he would lose. Jerome, he would lose. No, mm-hmm. I know. Huh? Okay. He would yeah, he would lose. Yes. Because if yep. they, if they could say he, 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 he didn't win, and this state, this state, this state, even though he had more votes than him, he would lose. Tell you what, That's let's the step way out. Got set up now. Hold up. You know, we got to say our good mornings. We'll finish this after we say hello to people. We got to step out. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Look at these boys. This changing the conversation. I love it. We'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best.
Welcome back, 347-850-1272 is our call-in number. It's the serious out on a beautiful Sunday. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Sunday. Weather's pretty good in your neighborhood. It's pretty dang old cold here in H-Town. But let's say good morning to our crew like we always do. Look at me rhyming on a Sunday morning. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning, everybody. It's beautiful uh, in Houston, but it sure is cold. I know that's right. Lighting that dang old fireplace. I'm going to flip that thing three or four times already. What's going on, Mr. Jerome's <laughs> free man? Smartest man in the world. What's happening? All right. Is this thing, is this thing on? I'm just joking. Hey. <laughs> you know, I've been having mic problems. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You have been having mic problems. <laughs> the man gets the first, last word. Mr. Elias, what's up, bro? How you doing? Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning, sir, and one. Good morning, Nessa. One. Good morning, Kathleen. One. Good morning, Momo B. One. Good morning, Rich Sister. One. Good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that first song was Love, New Light by Peter Velasco. And the uh, the last song that played was, uh, just lost it. Uh, hold on, Mariana. I'm pulling it up. It was, um... Uh, uh, love you like, uh, love you like. Yeah. yeah, my phone is acting a complete donkey right now. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you guys into the story. Good morning, my brother Brock. Jerome, good morning, my brother Hog. Oh, okay. I, I was, it hey, I was already thinking we have to send Mariana some flowers and something. We ain't heard from her in a while, and now you messing up her music. It's called Think of Me by uh, uh, Alex Isley and Jack Dine. Now, uh, okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Two out double, Vestelius. Thank you very much. All right. Can we say hello to some people mm-hmm. in the chat room, sir, if you don't mind? <laughs> Yeah, we got Corvina Man in there, Yard Jockey is in there. Oh, and Easy Roddy came in and, 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 and made a comment, and I made another comment to him when he left as soon as I made that oh. comment. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. That was silly ass, man. Mm-hmm. That dude there, boy. Hey, listen, uh, what's up, fellas? Glad you're in the house. Yard Jockey. And, uh, you know, my boy Kavina, as always, big ups at the Black Power Sign to you, my brother, at all, at all times and as always. Let me say what's up to some folks. Uh, Pastor Steve's in the house, obviously. Uh, Anthony's in the house. Let's say good morning to brother named Blaylock. Uh, just, wow, so many people checking in. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Look three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I want to cut off. I want to stop the hellos early because I want us to, you know, I want to spend a few more minutes on what we talked about before we went to break. Uh, you know, I thought you said President Obama would lose, and I want you to, you know, explain yourself, young man. Explain yourself. Are well, you are you kidding? Have... No, I'm serious as a heart attack. He will lose. Stop. Yeah. That's not not stop. Uh, okay, here's stop. here's why here's why I say that. The way they have yeah, these things set up, even if he won the majority of the vote. He would still lose because they could say that these this, this voting block wasn't legitimate, this voting block wasn't legitimate, and that voting block wasn't legitimate. Therefore, taking votes away from it. That's the way this thing is set up right now. I don't know about that, bro. 
I'm, I'm just being honest with you. That that sounds. I don't know. Am I the only one feeling this way, or I mean, does this guy have a point? I, I don't have, know. And 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 Atlanta, they're taking discounts all of Fulton County right now, and say that 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 those votes don't count because they don't because they're not legitimate votes. And that's all they got to say. It's it's a not legitimate voting block. This is how they got this thing set up. I can watch it in Dallas. It doesn't matter how if he won or how many votes he got. If they don't if they don't deem them votes uh, legitimate, they can get rid of them without any reason, any explanation, anything. This is how they got this thing set up right now. It doesn't matter who wins right now. The only thing I can can add to that is just to say that um, because a black man was president, it created Donald Trump. So those people who who felt like um, white folks own and have a right to everything on the planet felt some kind of way about a black man being liked and well-liked by everybody, and it made them, it outraged them. Obama didn't do anything to white people it's just the emotional attachment to a white man not being there is what created Donald Trump and he played on that I don't I don't yeah. know if that can work head to head though because Obama won't give him the energy back that they require to hate him I don't think it's I don't think it's that easy to hate Obama it's easy to hate the image of Obama because he's black but not him per se because people huh. love Michelle I don't think people yeah. even said anything negative but it's Melania on the other hand she don't add anything to the equation when you compare them. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and, and let, me, uh-huh. let me put this out here. I think I think Barack Obama would smoke him as far as getting the votes. I think he would smoke Trump and any. I think President Barack Obama would smoke him yeah. in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But because okay. of the way they're setting these voting rules up and the way they're doing the voting rules right now, they're going to discount a lot of folks in Atlanta. Fulton County and in Detroit, Wayne County, they're going to discount all those votes. Milwaukee is going to be discounted. They're going to I don't, but I don't think it's I don't think it's the black vote you have to worry about in this case. So what happens is that in white communities, like majority white communities, or um, in those areas, I think Obama still will beat him there. So even when they discount black people votes, it's like the history of white folks discounting black people on a sentence on a census. Right, black people have roughly had mm-hmm. the same amount of numbers in the census for the in the census for the last thirty years, which is stupid. That's not even possible. Right, but they always downplay right. black people's numbers. Even if you yeah. did that during an election, it's the white folks, especially white females, that pendulum swing that I don't think will vote for Trump. They <laughs> pendulum swing. They they voted against Hillary, yeah, right. but I don't think they, I don't think they'll do that with Obama. Yeah, I think they yeah. can't win in their own backyards with somebody like 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 um, Obama there. White women like I agree, Obama. I, I agree with you. All right, we gotta go. We gotta go. All right, here's uh, let's see, can we fit this in before we get out of here? Before, before we get out of here and get to what everybody else has really been waiting on at the top of the hour. So again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because right. this this happens all the time. You personally attack me. And with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do 
is he said in front of this committee. Do you think your takedown of three was prominent was epidemiologists was not political? You don't want me that to finish because you know what I'm going to say. That was the question. Senator, Were you political well, in taking at down at these three point, prominent epidemiologists? Senator Paul, if you would please, um, I'm going to allow this, uh, Dr. Fauci to respond. We have a number of senators yeah. who would like to ask questions, and I would like him to be able to respond. Please do. So the last time we had a committee of the time before, he was accusing me of being responsible for the death of five, four to five million people, which is really irresponsible. And I say, why is he doing that? There are two reasons why that's really bad. The first is it distracts from what we're all trying to do here today, is get our arms around the epidemic and the pandemic that we're dealing with, not something imaginary. Number two, what happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue, is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there, and I have life that threats upon my life, harassments of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people are lying about me. Now, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's the way it goes, I can take the hit. Well, it, it, it makes a difference. Because as some of you may know, just about three or four weeks ago, on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C., at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website, and you see Fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says, contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. So the you only have thing politically that, the only attacked thing your I, colleagues uh, and in a politically reprehensible the only way thing that I can reputation. Think of. Okay, you won't can, defend it. No, you won't well, argue it. I'm You'll just sorry, simply but turn we're around going the to attack. Continue this hearing. Yeah. We have a number of questions right. from another one, one more minute. Okay. All right, listen, we're over, so I'm gonna give each of our panelists a minute to or so to, to kind of make a comment on this. I know what I'm gonna say, it's gonna be short and sweet, but let me Vanessa real quick, uh, give me your comments in sixty seconds or less on this just ridiculous nonsense that's that continues to happen when it comes to this uh COVID nineteen and some of these folks like Rand Paul. Give me a thoughts on it real quick. They're mm. a hoes. Continue on. All right. That's uh, I like that quick and easy. What about you, Jerome? Thirty seconds, but okay. I'm gonna, All right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna second with Vanessa. I'm gonna make mine short too. I'm gonna go with Vanessa on this one. Okay. There you go. All right. That leaves more talk for you, Mr. Elias. Uh, we still have three minutes left. Uh, how about uh, you? Uh, what, what do you have to say about this, Mr. Elias? Well, I, I'm gonna sentiment. I, I'm gonna uh, give the same sentiment that Dr. Fauci got gave. Moron. He's a moron. That, that is no, no <laughs> ifs, ands, and buts, candy, and nuts about it. When Dr. Fauci called him a moron, he was speaking in, in correct terms. This guy's a moron. Okay, stop this. I, I need those two minutes. Okay, 
I need those two minutes. Can I? I want those two minutes. That's why I cut. Go it ahead, Indian giver. Go ahead, Indian giver. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy huh? birthday to you. Happy birthday. It was Jay's birthday, everybody. And he thought that he was going to get away without us clowning him on the show. <laughs> Happy birthday, my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Thank you, Vanessa. Yeah. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you mm-hmm. for that. I, I appreciate it. So, and happy I guess... birthday, Miss Terry, because today is Miss Terry's yeah. birthday. We love y'all. Well, I want mm-hmm. to say happy birthday to her doing final thoughts. But thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate it. And and uh, so I thank you. Since uh, there's a few minutes left, I want to take this. Let me say this. Let me let me. I'm going to ask the pastor for forgiveness. Is it is it wrong for me to say that? I just hope that if you're running around here, why are you laughing, Miss Delias? Because you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I <know>. Yep. <laughs> what am, okay. What am I about to say? Then? I do. If you're running around here with uh, touting this, all this stuff, all you catch COVID and, and, and the outcome is not going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? that note? <laughs> <laughs> Go to break. Did hit the nail on the head? Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. <laughs> wow. Um, is it wrong for me to say? Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> is it wrong for me to say that if you're running around here and you are so against, you know, COVID, I mean, against vaccines and stuff, is it wrong for me to say I just hope you just catch COVID and hope and let's see what happens with, with, with your approach? Is that wrong? Oh, yes, that's wrong. How? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Nope. Vanessa, no. how, how is it wrong? No. Nope. How is it wrong? If you're saying, okay, how is it wrong, though? Okay, how? so, Jay, I mean, if you were to say that if you caught COVID and you weren't vaccinated, then you should pay for it yourself and not let insurance cover it, that's one thing. But to say that's what whatever happens to you happens no, it's not. Well, that's a part of what that's whatever happens part of it. to you happens to you is like bad juju karma. That's like saying that you wish them horrible that either they could die. No, I don't. I, I, I wish no. You said, I, I wish that's not no 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 no. I wish. Then rephrase that, it. Okay, let me rephrase it then. I wish that if you are an anti-vaxxer person, right, and you feel that your way. Maybe you can be a, a contributor to science. Maybe your way works. So why don't you use yourself as a test and see if you can walk into a room full of COVID people, catch COVID without being vaccinated, and, you know, let's just see if your way works. And if your way works, then we'll follow your lead. Okay. That's better. That's better. Vanessa? That's better. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, but, but one thing I'll say before I close out here is that there's a young lady who tried that last week. She was one of these main anti-vaccine people. Well, she died from COVID. But listen, maybe your way works. Maybe your immune system operates different, differently from her. So we'll see what happens and uh, report back to us and let us know how, how it all turns out. Uh, we are uh, we're anxiously waiting the results of you and no, Mr. Elias, I still can't believe that you would think that I would, that you thought mm-hmm. that you know me, and am I just digging a deep hole, huh? 
Cause I, cause I hit the nail on the head. That's why you didn't say that. I'm digging a deeper hole. Is that, what, is that, is that what you're saying, sir? I'm digging a deeper hole. That really, yep, that's yep. what I was thinking, yep. and and yep. you know, and I. And what was yes. you thinking? And nothing yeah, would change your mind. I think you're going to COVID, COVID wing and work. That's what I think. You did what? That's awesome. I think I, I, I think if you think it's fake and. And all this other stuff, I think you should go on a COVID wing, no mask, no nothing on it, just go to work. Just go to help them nurse it out. Just go help. See, that's what I was thinking. Vanessa, but, Jada, I think you should go help them nurse it. it. Okay, I agree with Matt. But, Jada, when what, you said it was, people die. <laughs> that's not what I said. I didn't say that. See, you put words in my I did not say that. That's the way you interpreted it. That's not what I said. I said what Mr. Elias just said. Well, you know what? But I expect just a, I love you, Liz, but I expect just a little bit different from you. You're right. You're right. (laughs) You're you're right, Vanessa. Yeah, you're right. My apologies. I fall on the sword. We're going to step out and take a break, and we'll be right back. After Wait, that. I'm Shut glad you don't expect that. And the star Novak Djokovic has yeah, left Australia. Whatever. He's on a flight to Dubai after losing his fight to remain in Australia and defend his Australian Open title. A three-judge panel today upheld a second cancellation of his visa amid controversy over his vaccination status. In a statement, Djokovic said he is extremely disappointed but respects the court's decision. Talks are expected to resume after this holiday weekend to reach a new bankruptcy deal for Purdue Pharma, the maker of OxyContin. Negotiations have been underway since a federal judge in Manhattan rejected a settlement that granted immunity from opioid lawsuits to members of the Sackler family, NPR's Brian Mann reports. The Sacklers who own Purdue Pharma have offered to contribute billions of dollars to their company's bankruptcy deal if they're granted protection from future opioid lawsuits. The federal judge shot down that controversial deal, which means the case may wind up before an appeals court. In the meantime, the parties have been ordered into mediation to try one last time to reach a final settlement. Last week, bankruptcy judge Robert Drain extended the timeline for those talks through February 1st. Communities and victims hit hard by the opioid crisis say they hope for a final resolution that will quickly fund billions of dollars in health and drug treatment programs. Brian Mann, NPR News. A major winter storm is moving across the country today. It's already dumped heavy snow in the Midwest and has put much of the southeast on an emergency footing. Store shelves have been stripped of supplies and more than 2,000 U.S. flights have been canceled today. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. This message is brought to you by the NPR Coffee Club. A subscription brings fresh roasted coffee directly to your door. And you can also give a gift subscription to the NPR Superfan in your life. Learn more about our new NPR blends by visiting us at nprcoffeeclub.org. All right, folks, it is time for a state your case. Pass the stage, state your case, where we uh, read comments from our world-famous chat room and from social media. But tell us, what do you have, sir? Because we know we know you're not reading these comments, so uh, what do you have? <laughs> of course not. I, I got Covina man says, I could be wrong, but I think when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, it's going to politically energize the Dems 22 and 24. Mm-hmm. And he says, Beta O'Rourke would have been a perfect guy until he attacked the Second Amendment. He, has ruined, he may have ruined his chances forever to become uh, president. And uh, Yard Jockey is wishing uh, everybody a happy ML King Day. 
Good stuff, good stuff. Appreciate it, appreciate it. All right, so uh, let me read some comments here. Pastor Steve, he says, uh, wait a minute, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong one, my bad. Uh, oh, man. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. There you go, Oh, oh, man. oh man, I can't find him. <laughs> oh, oh Mr. Elias, you rotten rat. Oh, karma. man. If you can't find him, that's karma, baby. That's karma. Oh, man, I can't find him for real here. Oh, my Lord. All right, well, folks, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I dropped the ball. I, I, I can't find them. And, uh, karma, my karma. Well, Vanessa, actually, some of the comments were really directed towards you, and they were very nice comments. So you adding your little two cents in, you know, we, we were, now, now we want to hear them because, you, huh? Oh, I found them. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I found them. Here it is. This is okay. Here we go. Pastor Steve, he says, all right, listen, first and foremost, I want to apologize to Ms. Vanessa for not acknowledging her comments pertaining to the loss of her mother. My Christian sister, the power of prayer is strong, and know that I pray for you, Jay, Mr. Elias, and Jerome, and others every day. May God's mercy and grace continue to guide you as you continue on the path of healing. Great show. So there you go. You better be glad I found it, Vanessa. All right. Anthony from New Orleans says, Brother Jay, I follow the show on Instagram, but I wanted to come to your house to wish you a happy birthday. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Blaylock from the DMV says, I agree with Jerome on the Biden segment. Republicans have been putting that narrative out there for the longest, and it, we as Democrats fall for it hook, line, and sinker every time. Yep, to borrow a phrase from you, Jay, <clears throat> they're playing chestnut checkers. Thank you, Blaylock, for those comments. Freddie. Uh, from Elmhurst, he says, "Good morning, crew. Two dollars and twenty-five cents and counting. What's the over? LOL. Yeah, is it two twenty-five, bro? And uh, I don't know what the. You know what? The over is going to be five bucks. Five dollars. Uh, five dollars. I say that we're talking for the rest of the year. It's probably pretty low. Yeah, you're right. Let me just take it to ten. Yeah, because you'll do you'll do five dollars in one show. All right, I'll do ten. All right, uh, Paulie. Twenty-five dollars." We're gonna put 25. it in a jar and, and on the next cruise we get to buy drinks. Okay, twenty okay, so okay. so the so the over okay, so yeah. we're gonna say twenty five dollars because Mr. Elias has a foul mob. Twenty five dollars for the whole year. We're at two dollars and twenty five cents wow. so far. All right, Paulie, yeah, well you said three curse words a day. All right, Paulie from San Francisco says, Y'all are bringing this morning Jay, thanks thanks whatever. Jay, thanks for allowing Jerome to spray some raid on the thought of changing the rules to allow Rump to be the forever president. Thanks, Mr. Elias, for being a Debbie Downer and saying that Obama would lose. You're wrong, my friend. God have a blessed day. Let me read one more. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Brian from Florida. Jay, I appreciate you, bro, recognizing the importance of the Obama discussion and allowing some dialogue on it. You guys, just know you are the best. Hey, man, I appreciate that, Brian. You are the man. We love you, and uh, that's what I think about you. And on that dang old note, you know what time it is. Oof, we're way over. Online radio at its best. All right, it is time for our final thoughts around here. Ladies are first. Vanessa Mae Bell, final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is 
I don't have anything to say to God today or you guys other than, Lord, I thank you for everything I have and everything you've done and everything that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's enough. There you go. Way to end it on a positive note. Mr. Jerome, the man, final thoughts. You know what? My final thought is happy birthday to you, Jay. I want to make sure oh. I put that out there. Appreciate it, bro. You know, hey, you know, sometimes we don't put that out there enough. Now, Elias, was, was your birthday around this time, too? No. no, sir. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, I'm trying to think who else, but you said Miss Terry. Oh, in MLK. I'm sorry, it's MLK's birthday. I should shout him out. You know what? Is that a coincidence that Jay and MLK's birthday around the same time? Think about it. I'm just joking. All right, so I just want to say birthday, brother. Yeah, I'm just saying. We have a dinner in your honor, is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Jay. That maybe maybe we should be celebrating yours along with MLK's is what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, for that. No, the double, no, the double no, holiday. No, no. I'm not falling for no Vanessa. No, 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 no. Oh damn, no, Vanessa! No. Thank you. I appreciate you too. No, no. Wow. I love you, but no, no. Wow, y'all just trash, man. This morning, thank you very much. You're done, Jerome. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Jerome. <laughs> yes, Mr. Elias, man. Final thoughts. Scotty, man. Hey, well, hey, happy birthday, Miss Terry. You know we love you, baby. And uh, God bless you, and I pray you have many healthy more. You know, it's my boy Jay's birthday. And uh, I, I think he thought he got me on Facebook. He said, well, look who finally showed up because I wished him a happy birthday on Facebook. But he didn't realize that I reached out on Marco Polo at 530 in the morning to reach him a happy birthday. But, hey, that's great for you. Oh, that's so me. sweet. He's a, he's a rotten bastard. He's rotten and he knows yeah, it. Yeah, he's trying to play. He's trying to play this role on the radio. But I, I, I got to be who I am. I got to be who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. appreciate those folks that truly love you, Jay. <laughs> and, and, and folks, I'm not gonna get off this soapbox. Reach out to Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin and get them to vote. Uh, to pass this uh, John Lewis Voting Rights Bill and the Voting Rights Act because if we don't, our democracy is in peril. So get out and, and vote and tell these clowns to vote for it. <laughs> well, does the B word, is that like considered a cursed word? Bastard? <laughs> no. Maybe. We're going we're okay, to take that one off the board. Okay, all right, we'll take that off the board. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. All right, so, all right, let me say this. I, I, first of all, Miss Terry, you know I love you, and boy, Miss Terry be stroking my ego. She be writing all these beautiful things about me on my uh, on my Facebook page and stuff, and then she goes to the show page on Instagram you know, and say some wonderful things. Decline, right? The site is the first thing to go when you get older. Shut up. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, Miss uh, Terry, you know, happy birthday to you. You know, we're right there. You're in great company with MLK, and of course, yours truly. And I want to say thank you to all my fam here on the show and everyone else who has uh, reached out and uh, said happy birthday to me. I appreciate it. You know, being another, you know, being on this earth another day, walking amongst the living, that's always a beautiful thing. But I always tell people this, if I never get another birthday present in my life, I received three birthday presents that, well, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I got one in June, on June 8th, June 21st, and May 10th. And I'm going to tell you something. No matter what you give me here on earth, we'll never replace that. Those are my forever birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. 
those are my presents, and I love them dearly, and I love my babies. So, Nicole, Alexis, and Mia, Daddy loves you with everything, and you guys are my forever, forever, ever, ever, ever birthday present. And on that note, Mr. Elias. And they are beautiful. Yeah, look, look just like me. And uh, we're talking serious stuff. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> no, 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 you. I'm just gonna say bye. I'm just saying bye. I ain't saying nothing. All right, coming up next <laughs> on a need to know basis with uh, that sorry scoundrel, Mr. Strong is free. <laughs> Y'all have a wonderful week. Hey, that's a curse word. Who comes to Rome under no circumstances? Listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Dazzles on election night and it's Tell me what you want me to do. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, you know what time it is. It's time for only need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. Man, Jerome, what's happening and what you got going on this morning, my friend? Well, first, you know how we start this thing off. Um, I just want to say this. LES, you need to put a buzzer on the board. Because every time Jay steps outside of the guardrail, you need to buzz him back in. Like, who's getting off the rails? <laughs> that's that. that's like, a hey, me. Hey, we need me. to see one of those. Oh, uh, what? me. Uh, it wasn't me this morning. Today. It wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't? No. The COVID case wasn't yeah. it, wasn't it? <laughs> Stepped outside. Oh, Vanessa, you yeah. know, seriously, you know, I didn't know your mom passed. I'm sorry, honey. I, I did not, may have not sent my condolences, but I'm sorry. I'm calling you. I think I missed too much coming into the show no, late no, sometimes. No, 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 no. My mom passed a, a while back. My mom passed okay. in 2000. Okay, I was going to say. I, but you, okay. but do, what Les and I were saying was, you just don't get past that. You you get better. Oh, no. But you just don't get past that. And I know you've lost your mom. Yes. And I feel like a freaking but you orphan. Just, but a part of you, a, you just <laughs> don't get a part Annie. of yourself back. Huh? Yeah, you're, you, you feel yeah, like a little yeah, orphan. You're right. Yep, you yeah. feel like an orphan. Yep, you're right. Yeah, yep. Yep. you do. You have nobody. So, Your so, mother So that's what I was saying, was that through. I just haven't gotten past it yet. 2006, oh, and yeah. I still just have, I still just haven't gotten past all of that. My family still hasn't gotten past that. My sister and I don't really talk anymore so you know it's just family just doesn't know how to deal with it sometimes yeah no because and that's, the that's yes yep our foundation they're the foundation of everything that we stand on so you're not it is not something easily nobody's going to get past that and you shouldn't we have um connections to our people and we have to acknowledge that so yep i mean i same way and my cousin bridget in houston when she passed she was kind of the linchpin to all of my first cousins. And, uh, you know, we knew everybody else's business because she would say, I hear you not talking to so-and-so, so I called them. 
and um, I talked to him, y'all need to talk. Like, she was in it, right? And you love people who do that, not get mad at them saying that you're in everybody's business. She wasn't. She was everybody's confidant. She kept everybody's information. But when she thought you stepped across the line, she would tell you. And when you have your mother or people like that in your lives, you miss them dearly. It is very much true. You know. So, all right. So I wanted to, I wanted to say but that really quickly. But thank you. you didn't miss anything. But thank you for that, though. You didn't miss anything. It's just, it's just okay. hard. Right. Yeah. Now I understand. Um, Jay, you're you're not gone yet, are you, Jay? Because you know we have to pick on Jay before he leaves. He, you know, he tried to do my hair. Well, 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 I was getting ready to leave. I'm not going to church. No, no. Don't come out of church this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he left to go to church. Is that what you said, Vanessa? No, I'm, saying, you know, I'm not at church. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Still talking to y'all. Normally, I'd be off the phone by now but, and gone, but mm-hmm. no, it's, no. Bobby's got a runny nose. Okay, um, COVID test. He doesn't have it. I don't have it, but we ain't going nowhere. Okay, Vanessa, mm-hmm. I would like you to have an illusion going, saying that you would have left the studio by now. I'm going to put that in the room. I'm sorry. That's going to be a new roof. I'm sorry. I would have left the studio. <laughs> I just thought I did. There's an illusion I'm so there. sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. we're good. <laughs> so, so Jay, before you go, yes. I know we have different yes. rules on this show, so we change all the rules. Right. I don't know what Jay does over there, but we're doing something a little different. So, <laughs> you said so over there. Jay, <laughs> okay, I'm going to sit back yeah, and be quiet said, like I'm not here. <laughs> no, no, we want you to stay. We want you to stay now. Okay, so Jay, we put in a new segment last week for Jay because, of course, we have a new segment called that we start off with this show with um, the week uh, movie for the culture segment because last week Jay told us he didn't know what the Mac was so again I said I never watched it give a, mm, whatever yeah I ain't, okay so you knew what it was but you never seen it so you don't know who Goldie is who was the Mac no and you don't know Richard Pryor was in there like okay so, I did not know that Richard Pryor Richard Pryor was there yeah Pryor started yeah, I didn't was, know was, that I didn't know that yeah Yes. Wow. Yes, baby. Yep. That's, that's because you didn't watch Pretty Mac. Tony. <laughs> you don't know Pretty wow. Tony? No, I know <laughs> Pretty Ricky. That's what they call me. I, I need oh, to watch man. it. I'm gonna watch it today. I'm watching it today. You, so you missed all the Martin references in the '90s to the Mac, or you missed all of those? I did. A, again, Felicia on Friday. He wanted the VCR yeah, to watch the true. Mac. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. You know why? Because that was believable. That's why she sold it, right? She was like, I'm trying to watch the Mac, right? Like, she, she said she like, wanted to double now. record, right? She, she said right. she wanted a double she tape wants, or something like that. <laughs> double she, tape. She, wanted, she wanted to buy her his VCR so she could watch the Mac. <laughs> right? She said she wanted to double tape, remember? I need to double tape. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. So every week we're going to select a movie so Jay can stay, you know, stay up with the culture. So last week up. was the Mac, and uh, which ways up, you know. So no, we did that one. So Elias, I want you to pick. I want you to pick one for Jay. And since Vanessa's here, we're gonna have Vanessa pick one too. But Elias, give a, give Jay a movie. For oh, the well, wait a minute! How do you know uh, Vanessa's watched them? <laughs> she needs to be yeah, with me. True. We might have to put her on. We might have to put her on the side. Go ahead, Elias. Yeah. Go first. On the side. Have you seen Superfly, Jay? Yeah, I seen it. See? And there okay. you go. 
Matter of fact, we need a closer for okay, your tail. We're, we're okay. doing what, what, we're, about, what about Chuck Turner? What about Chuck Turner? Hold up. My question is to answer a question. Jerome, have you Jerome, have you seen it? Have I seen what? Truck Turner. Sam Bastille. Truck, Truck Turner. Turner. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Superfly because everybody knows Freddie's dead. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. So we all know that. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Truck Turner? Have you seen Truck Turner? Uh, yeah. uh, no. No, you haven't. <laughs> no. Yeah, so Jay tried okay. to put that up. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen it, my man. I haven't seen it, my man. All right, so Chuck Turner is now... That's Isaac Hayes, baby. That's Isaac Hayes. Yeah, it was Isaac Hayes who played Chuck Turner. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Vanessa, we're going to take... I'm I'm shooting in the dark here, Jay, so uh, Vanessa wasn't here for this last time. Give us a a movie that all black people should have at least seen or heard of, especially Jay. No, I'm just joking. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You talk about me. Watch this. Here we go. Yes, Vanessa. Sparkle. Oh, Sparkle. Sparkle. Oh, please. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you seen Sparkle? Yeah, I've seen Sparkle. Okay. Mm. Well, okay. That's not... Okay. We're just going to do one a week. You're going to have 52 shows that you need to watch. So... Sparkle and Chuck Turner is off, the, is off the table. I'm not giving one. I'll give one next week. But I'm just saying, uh, all black people have seen or know about this for the culture. <coughs> yes, but wait a minute. Hold on. You're not going to put me out there like that. Hey, Vanessa, have you seen this movie Mr. Elias is talking about? Tell me again, Mr. Elias. What's the name of the movie? Isaac Hayes. Truck Turner with Isaac Hayes. Vanessa, have you seen that? That she can't hear now. We have lost no, Vanessa. No, you have lost Vanessa. Vanessa is not saying nothing. I'm sorry. I, I really yeah, I know you are. I, him. Ask her again. She's trying to look it up. That's what I'm asking Bobby. No, I hear it. Ask me again. What was it? The movie Truck Turner with Isaac Hayes. She's looking at up. She's looking at up. You look it up. You look it up. You look it up. Stop it. You look it up. Stop it. You're looking it up. You haven't seen it either. You know what? I'm trying to get my church on Zoom because I'm not going to church. Oh, Gina, what? No. Put her with me. She's with me. Oh, stop. She's with me, Jerome. Put her with me. She's with me. Okay, fine. Put Vanessa in with me. Yeah, I don't look at a lot of movies. I'd have to go to my husband. My husband to ask. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, he ain't playing. Okay, so that's our point. So we're going to put you in with Jay. These are movies for the culture. Because since you don't watch them. Obviously, Jay does not watch them, so that's not true. Kind of stories like me, me and Les will be bringing up stuff like um, Sheba Baby next week. But I ain't gonna. I'm what not gonna put the movies. <laughs> yeah, we gotta Rose watch. Y'all ever seen that? And let me tell y'all. Let me that's tell y'all new. why I don't look at a whole whole lot of all. Black. Oh God! All right, I'm Bad gone. <laughs> no, no. God bless y'all. No, no, listen. Because it used to piss me off working with white people when I would see all black movies and they would do black people wrong. I stopped looking at them about 20 years ago. I stopped. 
I stopped looking at them because it would make me go to work with a nasty attitude. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Uh, okay. Twenty years, twenty years ago, twenty years ago, Vanessa was uh, two thousand two. I don't care what it was. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so why all these movies you should have seen them then. That's what I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. You should have seen them all. No, I, twenty years back. Do you know how old I was? I wasn't looking at that. Uh, I was trying to have raise children and babies and get house notes paid and stuff. I ain't thinking about you, Jay. There's no excuse. Okay, so you was like, <laughs> so you was like, what, 42 at that time or something like that? No, I'm sorry, 44. No, like no uh, I'm sorry, we're 50, 40. Well, well, okay, well, 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 you need to stop. Who needs to? Okay, fine. <laughs> Jerome, I'm sorry, man. I, I apologize. 38. 38. You need to stop. I was 38, uh, right. 28 years old. Oh, my Yo, remember Jay? This is Jay Vanessa. Remember this is Jay now. This is this is your boy. No, oh my man, God. So he no, 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 no. Me my look here. Let me tell you something. My math is bad. Okay, sorry, I failed math. Oh <laughs> my, my bad. God, Jay, how old do you my think bad. I am? I'm just okay, saying, man. He's lying. Vanessa, he's lying. Oh you seen him on the diamond on table? He can add stuff up real quick. He's lying. He's lying, Vanessa. <laughs> Oh, wow. my God. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, Jerome, man, thank you, man, for allowing me to participate in the beginning of your show, as always. I'm going to leave because the hate is real up in here, bro. It's real. It's your birthday. I'm just saying. We're going to have to give you a pass on everything that happened today because it's thank your birthday. You. So, thank you, yeah. sir. I appreciate we'll that. Start all, we'll start off a new next week. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I'll be listening. Thank you, gentlemen. What's uh, wrong? All righty. Now, from last week, you know, we did um, our in memoriam, but we only pretty much did um, entertainment. So I'm going to, I want to make sure that I mention who we lost last year. And I should have started off with this because he is an alumni of my old school. Floyd Little, the NFL legend, passed away. John Chaney who coached Temple. I almost forgot who he coached, LES. John Caney, Temple University basketball, inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame, College Basketball Hall of Fame, Big Five Hall of Fame. He passed Leon Spinks, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, Irv Cross, for those of us who remember, what was that, NFL Today? Wasn't that NFL Today? I think it was. Yep, sure was, NFL yeah. Today, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's only because I remember Jane Kennedy so much that I can't um, really oh, think about who else. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so since I can remember her. So he was on NFL Today, and, I, yeah, he was a sportscaster. Um, Mary Wilson of the Supremes, of course, we lost her. Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys. Um, Bunny Whaler from, of course, um, the Whalers is who it was. But it was um, – um, um, what is his name? I cannot believe I just forgot his name. Um, Bob Marley in the Whalers. Bob Marley sang with them. So, um, DMX, obviously, Paul Mooney, my boy Shock G from Digital Underground. You know, and this is why I want to do that, that segment, yeah. Heartbeat, Heartbeat Props, because they did this song that they shouted out people before they died. Of people who contributed, so as much respect to Shot G, um, you know Purvis Staples of Staple Singer. Um, yeah. See, oh, you know who you know who is really unsung? This guy John Davis. He passed. Nobody really knows who he is. He was a 
un- yes, he was an unseen vocalist for Millie Vanilli. Remember Millie Vanilli, who, who got yeah, those grabs yeah, yeah. and they didn't sing the song? Yeah. This guy, John Davis, is the person who actually sang those songs. Yeah. Blame it on the rain yeah. and so all of those Millie Vanilli songs that he got Grammys for back in the day. Of course, Ben mm. Marquis, you got what I need. Yeah. And, yep. and um, Clarence Williams the third, um, you know him mm-hmm. as Prince Daddy and Link on the Mod mm-hmm. Squad. For those who are old enough to know who the Mod Squad is, um, right. Arthur White. She she was ninety nine. She sparked the Louisiana boy um, bus boycotts in nineteen fifty three. She was the first one to do this. This is before. Rosa Parks and um, Claudette Colvin did theirs in Alabama. Hmm. She integrated the bus system in Louisiana. Martha White, mm-hmm. 99. Yep. Um, mm. super, produ- super producer Chucky Thompson. If you don't know him, he worked with Usher, Mary J., uh, Notorious B.I.G. He was a member of the Hitman wow. production folks for Bad Boys back in the days. But Thompson has over 50 production credits. So I remember when he was, um, I know Janet Jackson's documentary is coming out. So mm-hmm. he did um, her tour. He was her, her musical director on one of Janet's biggest tours. with mm. Chucky Thompson, young guy. Really? Uh, he passed away. What'd you say? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yep. And I forgot what song he had, uh, Why You Always Playing Games On Me, With Me or something. Yeah, Chucky Booker. Uh, yeah, uh, yep. Chucky Booker, yeah, playing games yep. on me, yeah. Yep. So, um, mm-hmm. Melvin Van Peebles, the filmmaker, iconic filmmaker, yeah. Mario Van father, yes. he passed. Um, Tommy DeBarge from Switch, um, also mm. passed. And I want to say this just for the record. I know they're older, but my cousin, um, one of my cousins, was the lead singer of DeBarge, by the way. Um, really? So. Yeah, yep. Um, the last name's Gallo. He's actually still out there singing, but he was their lead singer. And if you don't remember mm. the band Switch, those guys can play different instruments. So they would switch roles. Yep. Some would switch. sing, then they would yep. switch instruments. It's a great band concept. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Ronnie Wilson, a founding member of the Gap Band. Um, Joanne Sanadoa, who's a Native American multi-instrumentalist singer and composer, um, multi-Grammy winner, um, Joanne Sanadola. I, I met her. She uh, was a great, great person. Um, she passed away. Wanda Young of the Marvelettes, Leonard Hubbard, a bassist for The Roots, you know, the Roots that played for Jimmy Fallon. Mm. That bassist yeah. band, he passed. He's young. And, um, of course, influential rapper, UTFO member, Sean yeah. Killer. Uh, uh, Frank Weir. You know, I didn't know he was Haitian, but his stage name was really? Tango. Tango Kid, yeah, Tango. he was Haitian. Yeah. Yep. You know, one of his hats uh, later became a collection of the Smithsonian's um, Museum for African and American History and Culture. They put one of his tangos mm. in there. And so, yeah. And, and, you know, recently, that's in memoriam. Those are the people who passed last year. But guess who passed since the last show? It's James M. Toomey. The Grammy Award winner yes. songwriter. He passed yes. away at 76 in 1978. He created his own R&B jazz group called M2Me. 
Um, yep. They're known for their hit Juicy. Juicy Fruit is what their big hit yep. was, right? And so mm-hmm. it was on the R&B charts for 22 weeks. Of course, um, Notorious B.I.G.'s hit Juicy in 94 came from yep. sampling. Um, in 86, <laughs> he composed music for James Baldwin's film, Native Son. We should have put that on there and see if he watched uh, Native Son and Sounder, but that's a whole nother story. We'll leave that later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have said uh, that. My bad. That's yeah, I, 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 watched, I watched them on M2. Me. I didn't know he was Miles Davis's uh, percussionist. Yeah. Yeah. cold, yes. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, um, but he also um, had a successful songwriting career. He and um, um, Lucas co-wrote Roberto Flack and Donny Hathaway's song, mm-hmm. The Closer I Get. Yeah. I didn't know he wrote that. Mm-hmm. Yep, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, so he yeah. He, he um, mm-hmm. Yep, in the late 60s, he joined a U.S. organization, um, which was the Black Empowerment Collective that created um, Kwanzaa. So, James M. Toomey, and I have a friend of mine who is um, a distant relative of M. Toomey's as well, but, um, yeah, he recently passed. And like I said, we sometimes don't like to, um, you know, we have these living legends in front of us, and we act like we're not creating all of this stuff. And um, James and Toomey, and he actually did a radio show as well. But, um, yes, he did on Sundays in New York. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So he, he recently passed, so uh, big loss. And I want to shout out, I definitely want to spend time on that because, you know, he contributed a lot. And when you contribute a lot and people, you know, we go in a, in a word soundbite with a bunch of other names of people, of people who passed away, I think we do it in service, uh, disservice to those people who like history. We act as if black people don't have mm-hmm. history. <laughs> you know, yeah. we have to make sure I spoke about that. So, you know, I don't know. Have you seen this, this new show called The Kings of Napa? No, I haven't. Okay, it premiered on OWN on Oprah Winfrey's network on January 11th. It's centered around uh, uh, Napa Valley in California, a vineyard owned by the Kings. The family is inspired, um, aspirational with wealth and status, and lands them on, um, you know, the pages of design magazines and society stuff. And... um, since their wine business brought them success, the patriarch of the family passes away, and, you know, there's obviously infighting and all. It's a really good soap opera. And hmm. it, one of my classmates is on that show, and I love her. I may bring her on the show because she is a, one okay. of the main characters. But um, it is a really, really, really good show. And so um, if you get a chance to see it, it's on Tuesdays. And it, they, their first season premiere just happened, this, I guess, this past Tuesday. But, um, or, yeah, yes, this past Tuesday it did. But Kings of Napa is a really good show to watch. So I know people who don't watch a lot of TV, Vanessa, watch, check that out. I'm not really big on, like, Tyler Perry have and have not kind of stuff or, or any of the other stuff that Tyler Perry's doing. He's not doing this one. And this is more of a drama. It's more of a not landing kind of drama and it actually seems really cool it's well shot and well written and the creator said it took him 10 years it was like 10 years in the making he he, um, yeah he went to a black vineyard and met this family 
And he was like, I didn't know we did this. And he wrote based upon not the family's drama, but he used that as an inspiration. People don't know yes. that there are black vineyards around here. I mean, we have one here. I didn't know. A black woman just bought a vineyard not too long ago. So, yeah, I there are vineyards. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's a really good show. It's called Kings of Napa. And um, if I don't bring her on, maybe I'll, I'll have her do a clip, some audio, and, and okay. come on. That should be cool. I'll, I'll leave that for a surprise. Now, um, <laughs> tens of um, tens of millions of American, Americans are without health insurance, and half of those people, um, you know, half are people of color, uh, making access to health care challenges to many you know, people during this COVID, COVID pan, pandemic. So the Center of Medicare and Medicaid Service has partnered with healthcare.org to make sure people have healthcare options, and it will be as low as $10 a month. In some cases, Damn. it's free. Yes. Thank God. So you can, you can still get healthcare. Yep. And, and this is something that Biden, mm. those, those guys refunded. Remember, Trump took all of the marketing money away from it. And so right. even though help sit there, they try not to enroll people. But the Biden administration is, I want to say they're making the same mistake as the Obama administration by actually doing work and not saying that they're doing work. Right. You know, right. Trump would have been yeah, out there waving the flag. I gave black people health insurance. Right. Like, been out there. Mm-hmm. The Biden administration is not doing that, which they should. So Biden administration, yes, get sir. on your mark. Because you can get health care for $10 or you can get it free. You do not have to have money to have yeah. health care if you go through healthcare.gov. I don't There's understand why they don't do that, man. They should be out there beating their chest. That's why I say they're, they are. I didn't know that they were doing that, to be honest. You know? Yeah. And, and, and the Republican Party, if that was them, hell, even when they when they passed the the, 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 uh, the bridges and the roads, uh the act and it needs, none of them voted for them, but they out there telling they test like look at the money we got for the state you didn't get it I, that's why yeah. I, I, I was as soon as they said that I, I'd have a I have a news conference right next to them they did voted no for it why are they sitting here saying that they, they did this I would I would be touting that out they voted no against this so why why are you why are you asking that question why are you saying that yes anytime yeah, news I conference, I'd have somebody there tearing their ass up I would. Yep. Mm-mm. Now I also I also had that on here. The Biden administration debuts their program to repair fifteen thousand bridges. An estimated fifteen thousand highway bridges across the country are set to get upgrades thanks to the twenty six point five billion dollar program that was announced Friday by the Department of Transportation, giving Americans um, uh, giving the American public a taste of what pay um, up uh, the last fall infrastructure bill will already set into motion. So there's a five-year program. It will dole out an estimated $5.3 billion this fiscal year for states in Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico to fund bridge repairs. And an estimated of $165 million is allocated to Native American tribes as well. Again, they don't do a good job of marketing what they're doing, but they are doing I know, yeah, I know when people complain about Obama, and we have one of our interstates, I mean, they pretty much stripped it down and put up new, like, um, 
new steel structures and then redid all the concrete. I mean, pretty much looks like a brand new freeway through the middle of the city. And um, every time people complain about Obama, I would say, um, do you ever drive down that street? Well, that whole new bridge that's there is Obama. Like all of it. So we have like really some bridges that are really nice that were like crumbling infrastructure that Obama money actually fixed. And people, so mm. Biden is going to have to do the same thing. You know what? That bridge, Biden. That wasn't Trump. That mm. was Biden. So just like you said, the Republicans are going to go around trying to claim, "Hey, look what we did." And here's the thing: we have a who who they kept touting as a bipartisan Republican in our area who voted with the Democrats like 15 percent of the time, which made him more bipartisan than any other Republican, which is crazy. <laughs> He announced last week yeah, that he's really. not running for election. That fool is not running for re-election. Mm. And so the mm. Democrats wow. will probably pick up his seat in Congress because this is uh, this is uh, um, an area that votes always votes Democrat, but the last census they um, changed it so that it took more conservative people, and it goes through like four or five counties just to get enough people to make this seat um, Republican. So since we're redistricting, he I think he was scared that he was going to get redistricted up out of here. But at the same time, he he didn't do anything while he was there. Mm. You know, he did, now he did vote to impeach Trump, though. So the Republicans are after mm. him for that. But at the same time, there's no Republican that's going to win. Um, that's a Trump supporter around here. He barely mm. won. We'll see how that goes. Wow. Now the Biden administration also threatened to recoup. COVID-19 relief funds from um, set to Arizona over their state provision that says that it discourages family and school districts from following federal guidelines for face coverings in school. So on Friday, mm. a letter from the Treasury Department warned the state that it has 60 days to remove the anti-masking provision before the federal government moves to recover its relief money. And it threatens to withhold the next, um, the next batch of aid as well. See, that's where the Bidens need to get. Their administration need to get tough. And I don't know why that didn't make news, because if the state playing this little game, the, the, the administration needs to say, oh, well, I'm sorry, your state don't need any money? We're pulling it. Because you're not going to take credit for this at the same time you're trashing what we're doing. So the Biden mm. administration is finally, finally putting their foot down. And so unlike what Jay said earlier or in the show before this one, that, you know, this is going to carry over because of his low poll numbers. His poll numbers are going to change once they start advertising what they're doing. You know, so while they're keeping quiet, their poll numbers go down. But when it comes time to re-election, you'll say, hey, see that new bridge that we have? See this? See this? Biden. Biden. And it's going to change public sentiment all over the place. So I don't think I don't think it's a lost cause, and I don't think we should be looking at Biden as, you know, like he's lame duck or something. I think that is a Republican nah. talking point that, and the, the Democrats fall for this all the time, you know. So yeah. whether you're watching crazy shows like Morning Joe or something, they're like, oh my gosh, what is Biden doing? And he looks old. And he, they're sidetracking your butt. Forget them. They'll be yeah, able to they kick said you. He had dementia. Yeah. I'm like, you, you, if you got dementia, you know it. You know it. Hell, hell, I could be talking about something and forget what the hell I'm talking about. Hell, I, okay, call me, call me with dementia. It's, it's called. Well, hey, it's a senior moment. They they had a Trump. They had a president 
who did not read. Right. Right? Like, seriously. Trump didn't read any of his briefings. He read nothing. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about, oh, you know, Biden is stumbling over his words. Biden always stumbled over his words since he was a senator. He had a speech in Panama. And how you think. If if Mm -hmm. you talk to me in person, I stumble over my words. And it's not because I have a speech Mm -hmm. impediment. It's because I'm constantly thinking about other things even while I'm talking. So I will jump around in conversations, but I will come back. But the fact that you are scrambling for whatever your thoughts are does not mean that you have dementia. Because you're thinking about something else while you're talking. So maybe he needs to speak slower and figure out what it is that he wants to say and stay on that. Because he used to always say that. Oh, my staff told me I need to stick to this. It's because he will go off and talk about something else. Because whatever pops in his head. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Goldman Sachs Group kicked off their two thousand kicked off 2022 with a suite of new uh, of new investments following its one million Black Women Advisory Council meeting on Wednesday. So, if you don't know, the Advisory Council consists of 17 black businesses and community leaders strive to invest into, um, you know, core pillars of health care, job creation, and workforce development, education, affordable housing, digital connectivity, financial health, and access to capital that impacts black women on every stage of their lives. So this one million black women is the name for and guided by the goal of impacting lives of at least one million black women by 2030. So Goldman Sachs Mm. have $10 billion direct investment in capital and $100 million in philanthropic capital over the next decade. In partnership with black women or black women-led organizations, financial institutions, and other stakeholders. So if you're a black woman and you need uh, capital... Go to Goldman Sachs' um, website because there's $10 billion that they are planning to invest for the next mm. uh, eight years, or they want to do it yeah, until 2030, that they are putting in black women. Now, I'm not going to hate on them and say we're about black men money because that's what we normally do, but they, they announced that last year after, after George Floyd that they were investing $10 billion. So hmm. I would I would wow. I would refer okay. you to um, Dr. Uh, John Heinrich Clark on this though. If if you want to know a historian, I mean he's passed away, but someone who tells you why white folks will invest in black women opposed to black men, go see him because black women are still fr- fiercely loyal and they take care of our community. So don't hate on them for doing that. But if you think you're corrupting black people by corrupting black women, it won't stick. <laughs> nice try. It is not going <laughs> to stick like. You so shout out to them. Now, an undersea, mm. did you see this uh, underseas um, volcano erupted on Saturday? Mm. Did you see that? No, yeah, I did it, not. It cost, man, it caused tsunami warnings. Alaska, Hawaii, and the U.S. Pacific Coast. Um, so they had people rushing to higher ground on Saturday, Saturday morning, because yeah. of that. Um, yeah, because of an underseas volcano. It was near um, hmm. um, Tonga. I don't know that island nation, but they said in Hawaii, um, the Pacific Tsunami Warning Center reported that waves 
uh, measuring measuring a half a meter or 1.6 feet um, hit the shores, and it didn't really turn out to be bad. But once um, half of the island collapsed, the um, the National Weather Service um, kind of reported that boats started getting pushed up to the docks, um, but it kind of diminished after a while. But yeah, we had there was a, mm-hmm. at least that tsunami warning system actually worked. <laughs> but the underground wow. volcano erupted on Saturday. Mm. Okay. Now, air pollution killed more than 1.8 million people in 2019, with 2.5 million in areas that are unsafe, according to a new study. They said that the fine um, um, particulate matter um, concentrations and um, associated mortality trends in over 13,000 cities were studied for the period of 2000 to 2019 by George Washington um, University-led experts, and they found that 1.8 million people were killed just from air pollution. Damn. Wow. I know. Air- <laughs> I know. It is, wow. Yeah, that is more than I could even imagine or even thought of. Now, U.S. is nope. experiencing what happened. No, you know what really surprised me is when the pandemic hit, how all the smog went away in and, and, and Los Angeles. That that I was like, wow, that means there's a lot of cars driving, and we are we are shut down, so all the smog went away. So I could yeah, believe it was, that the blue was, was that, that, but damn. And you know, water cleared up, like in, in yeah. New York City. Some of the some of the um, the Hudson and all of those waters started clearing up because we we stopped polluting. Mm-hmm. You know, so all wow. the damage that we're causing um, after the pan, after everybody's like everything's safe, we're going back to the same thing that that's causing yep. our own destruction. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because we we think that this earth can take all of this pollution and we not have any kind of repercussions from it, you mm. know, that's capitalism for you. It's like, oh, as long as I can pay for it and keep somebody's mouth shut, it doesn't matter if I'm killing everybody on this planet. Really? Now, the U.S. experienced 20 extreme weather events in 2021, costing um, $145 billion in damages. Hurricane Ida's trail of destruction from Louisiana to New York racked up $75 billion in costs. And the U.S. was hit with, um, you know, droughts, floods, tropical storms, and wildfires. They said 20 extreme Mm. weather events. So... It resulted in the 688 deaths and $145 billion in damages. So, mm. again, you're talking about, you know, stuff that we are probably contributing to, right? We're going to have weather yep. events, but they're worse because we are making them worse. Now, I know I mm. might have done this. I remember when they were testing this, but um, apparently they made some headway. So there's a nasal spray that can prevent COVID infections for up to eight hours. And they believe it's effective for all variants, that virus. Hmm. So there's a new treatment that's developed by scientists um, in the University of Helsinki. And Hmm. um, they said it may give um, high-risk people immunity from COVID for up to eight hours at a time. So just like a regular nose Hmm. spray, because you're inhaling COVID, so they're saying that if you use that regular nasal spray, it can stop you from getting COVID. Wow. Um, you would Get think that they would mask that and put that on the market. 
Yep. Really? Get it out right now. Yep. Every day your child goes to school, you just give them a little nasal spray and go carry on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. There you go. But, you know, some people would probably fight him like, I'm not putting that on my nose. Oh, we do Right. We don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so no matter what, you can always find, you know, fault with something. But, hey, if it's working for other people, like I said before, don't believe that it's going to harm you. If it's working, let it work. Because having COVID in the... The after effects of COVID is bad. There are some people who are having nervous system nervous system issues. They're having like people are breaking out, having skin issues. I got a friend that's going things. through it. You say that you do. You say yep, you have he's having problems. Yeah, he's, he's got his, lung, his lungs are scarred up. He's got problems, yep. man. Yeah, he's going through it. Yeah, and imagine we're, we we talked that whole pre-existing conditions it's sad that you can actually have a cold or COVID and then they can count that as a pre-existing condition and deny you health care because you had COVID so imagine all the people who have COVID and survived and if the Republicans had their way saying that um, you know if you have pre-existing conditions if they took that off the table they can raise your rates like, like crazy because you had COVID so I, again that's why when people I think don't that, like, it. yeah, like the Democrats are going to lose. I'm like, I don't think so. Because now you got all the COVID people who need to be voting for Democrats. Because they know what their health bills are going to be if um, you have to you have to um, check that box and say that you had a pre-existing COVID. What your health, you know, your health, um, you know, premiums are going to be. So I, I think there's a way to run a race to blow those fools out of the water. But that's just me. Now, um, BMW, um, th- there's a new consumer electronics show that was held in Vegas last week, and uh, BMW um, unveiled a color-changing all-electric car that switches from black I to white at a push of the button. Man, I saw that. I was like, "Wow, that that's is dope. kind of dope, right?" <laughs> yeah, right. So, so they unveiled this con- con- um, a chameleon-like sports utility vehicle. Uh, at that consumer um, electric show, you know. So, can you imagine police are going to complain, right? It's like it's a black car that just passed me. <laughs> you hit the button. You white. You were just driving a white I car. I thought the same things, Rome. I thought the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so wait for the police union to be like, well, a black car passed me, but I pulled over a white car. It's like, uh huh, uh huh. They're going to fight this. I can tell you what's going to happen now. And, well. Since it's a BMW, they're not going to complain because you're going to probably have to have some money mm-hmm. to have that. But once that yeah. becomes a common feature like the airbag, then they're going to be yeah. like, no, you can't do it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> and speaking of the airbag, uh, Mercedes-Benz is the company who invented the airbag and has the patent on it, and they never enforce that patent on anybody. So no other car company pays Mercedes-Benz for the airbag even though they have the patent. It's decent for them to believe that um, it was more wow. important for safety than to get money. Mm-hmm. So they let everybody put airbags wow. in the car, but it is Mercedes-Benz patent. Hmm. Now, Merce- yeah, Mercedes, yeah, Mercedes un- unveiled its new all-electric concept car at that same um, consumer electronics show, and they said 
it can drive from New York to Savannah, Georgia, which is 648 miles with one single charge. Wow. Yeah. It's the all-electric um, Vision EQXX car. They unveiled it on Monday. That luxury car uh, surpasses Tesla and um, that only provides the Tesla goes about 402 miles and the Mercedes one goes 648 miles. Mm. I guess Tesla ain't at the top of the food chain no more. Mercedes is back. No, no, they ain't. <laughs> don't, don't count Mercedes out. You can't, you can't ever count no. out money. Dude, they're like, yeah, we got engineers sure. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, unless they charge Tesla for their airbags, they'd be like, okay, we'll charge Honda and Hyundai because your butt is getting charged. Try to try to help one up that's it if you want to. All right. Mm. Now, Finland and Sweden are closer, um, closer than ever at joining NATO after Putin demand that the U.S. Um, ban them from their military um, bases backfire. So Vladimir Putin demanded that the U.S. ban um, the Nordic nations from the alliance um, has made it more likely that they might join NATO. Hmm. Yeah. We should, you should know this with stubborn people. Tell them that they can't do something and see how that works out. they're going to do it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Finland and Sweden has been neutral for who knows how long, but I think it was Finland. Well, actually, I think it was Sweden that the U.S. put a, a base there during World, World War II, and they didn't give them permission. But you got to remember, those guys don't have militaries because mm. they're neutral. So they were like, eh. So when they when they sent all these, you know, military transports and stuff, they did welcome them there. But they technically, as a nation, are neutral. But technically, they don't need a military because they're neutral. Nobody ever tries mm. to invade Sweden or Finland. Now, Switzerland has mm. an army, though. Don't, don't get that Swiss army knife thing confused. <laughs> they, Swiss, Swiss do defend themselves, you know. Now, that's a, if you watch the History Channel, that's where they are supposing the Knights Templar folks went in Sweden. The, I mean, yeah, and, uh, and Switzerland, because um, they became really good, a bunch of farmers became really good fighters, and nobody's been ever, mm. ever able to Switzerland. Yeah, they think the um, the um, in the Swi- and you know that their banks are um, Switzerland's banks don't integrate with the world banking system either, right? And it's impossible to hack into those systems. So they're technically really? off the grid. Yeah, they're neutral for real. And hmm. the history tells us that the Knights Templar got away. Okay, so. The reason why Friday the 13th is bad luck is because Friday the 13th, 1309, I think it was, that um, is when the King of France and the Pope invaded the Knights Templar. They went to take all of those Templar stations and try to take their treasure. They got away with 300 boats full of, like, um, gold and all of this valuable material. And it disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody's ever found the Templar treasure. 300 ships gone. Good. They haven't even found the ships. They don't know where they are. So I'm going to say that they're in Switzerland, mm. but that's just me. <laughs> like, like if you've never found them, 
they're underground someplace really? and you can't get to Switzerland, they're probably in Switzerland. But anyway, yeah, yeah. that's where National Treasure and all these things, these TV shows about um, Oak Island, they're looking for these Templar treasures. They got away with 300 ships full of treasure, and nobody's ever seen them since. Mm. Those guys can keep a secret. I'm just going to put that out there. Really? Now, mm. the U.S. Army raised in, um, the enlistment bonus as much as $50,000 for the first time as it struggles to get soldiers what? during a pandemic. So recruiters have been struggling to meet their quotas during the pandemic, and they're enticing recruits with about $50,000 is being offered. You know. Damn. Um, to I'm sign up for about the military? <laughs> really? 50 bucks? Come on. Look, I'm telling you, I will... I will um, work at one of the recruiting stations. Give me a fifty thousand dollar bonus, and I will work there. So you can send the people in the office to go to war. I will work for the military really? now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I can do this. Fifty grand, but yeah. So they're Damn. they're enticing they're enticing people with cash these days. <sighs> now mm. a, a U.S. fleet of more than nine thousand helicopters, including air ambulances. Um, could be grounded after 5G wireless rollout in January 19th um, because the network interferes with their radar um, autometers. So the um, the U.S. law mandates that helicopters have working radar um, in order to fly, but the 5G is known to render the devices unreliable. This means that many of the medevac helicopters could be grounded. There, mm. You know, there is something to be said about 5G. I'm not I'm really? going to put that out there. You know, there's a lot there's, of people now, say a lot of things against 5G. Say it again. A lot of people, a lot of people saying a lot of things against 5G, man. Yes. You know. Yes, that they're gonna. 5G is allowing them to collect data in the sense interference through a lot of things, and we don't know if we really need that much radiation going through our body. But mm-hmm. and they're building one that's close to me. It's less than two less than two miles inside of the city, mm-hmm. and it's really close. And they're like, we're going to bring back jobs, and we're going to be the five G capital. And it's like, oh lord, we know what this means. Yeah, somebody's not telling you mm-hmm. something. Is all that means. Really? Now, Richard Branson of Virgin, um, Virgin Orbit, successfully launched seven more satellites into space on a rocket unleashed from a jumbo jet over the Pacific Ocean this week. So Richard Branson, his firm, um, said that they put those satellites into a 310-mile orbit launched from the Mojave Air Air and Spaceport in California on Thursday. Again, there was something wrong with Richard Branson and, you know, with the guy from Amazon. Um, I forgot Jeff. Uh. Jeff Bezos. Bezos. And those guys, there's something yeah. to be said about them having so much money that their space programs are being held, being private. That should be a government thing, yeah. right? So they're putting yeah. more space junk up there. And mm-hmm. it, just as a quick lesson to the kids that may be listening, hopefully they're not, because the way the show usually goes off the rails, is that the reason the sky <laughs> is blue, you know, most people don't know. You know, the sun is white. The sun is not yellow, right? 
And I thought so, it was yellow, to be honest. Yeah. Nope, it, it's actually white. But since the okay. sky is blue, what happens is that the particles that are in space, like not outer space, but inner space, those particles are reflecting blue light off of the light that's coming from the sun. So since the sky is blue, it makes the sun look yellow, right? It's mm. our eyes. Are, yes, our eyes are taking that blue light and subtracting it from the sun, which is making the sun yellow. So the way you can tell that the sun is white is wait till um, dusk, right at the horizon. Or if it's really cold out, those particles are mm-hmm. not um, those particles are not reflective the, the same way. And you can see how white the sun is. But it has to be, it cannot be at like noon or anything, but it's when it's at the the horizon. So when it comes up, it looks yellow and sometimes it looks red. It's because those particles, is going through a longer part of our atmosphere and the particles are making the sky look blue. So it's taking the blue away from the mm. sun, but it's actually white. Sorry for that lesson mm. today, but <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought I'd get Give something for the kids, just in case the kids are uh, the kids are listening today. Now, um, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of New York City um, tenants are facing eviction as the state's pandemic era moratorium ended last night. So, housing court has 291,000 pending cases that um, <laughs> that began on Tuesday. Or they said it could have begun on Tuesday. We don't know when they started. But New York let us evict in and foreclose a moratorium expire on Saturday. So on Tuesday, it can start. But those in New York City will now have to apply for eviction protection and rent relief. So there were protesters that were out on Saturday because you know it's about to go down. We're going to have a housing crisis as soon as that, as soon as that starts up. Mm-hmm. Michigan's attorney, yeah, Michigan's attorney general asked federal prosecu- prosecutors to open up a criminal investigation into 16 Republicans who submitted false certificates stating that they were the yeah. state's presidential electors, despite mm-hmm. Biden won by 154,000 votes in his victory. And they signed something and said, oh, no, we were selected for, for Trump. So they're saying that, um, you know... The attorney general said that she, her office had been evaluating charges for nearly a year, but decided to refer it to the U.S. attorney in western Michigan. So under state law, she said that I think clearly you have a forgery of public record, which is a 14-year offense, and an election law forgery, which is a five-year offense. So I think the only way to stop this insurrection stuff from happening is to start sending them fools to jail. But just like you said, they're going to keep trying to change the rules until it favors them. Yep. Yep. You know. I, that's you why, that that's, that's, what, that, that's what fears me about any election that we're having now. You know, and, and like yep. I said, when I look at what Georgia did and what they did, they just did this in Galveston, Texas. They they, they alleviated the, 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 the strong, the one of the stronghold Democrats that they had, they they gerrymandered the district. Now he's out. Now that now that now that now that Democrats may have a voice in Galveston. That's what, this is what right. they're doing. They're, this is their plan, and people don't realize it. And Manchin and Cinema are, you know, they, they they don't care. You know, it's, it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. 
Now, um, uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom rejected releasing um, Robert Kennedy's assassin, Sirhan Sirhan, from from prison on Thursday. More than half a century after he killed him in 1968, um, Newsom cited RFK as his political hero. He said that um, the factors in his decision include his refusal to accept responsibility for the crime, his lack of insight and accountability required to support his safe release and his failure to disclaim um, violence committed in his name, and his failure to mitigate the risk factors. So during a parole hearing, um, Sirhan called Kennedy the hope of the world, but stopped short of taking full responsibility of the shooting and said that he doesn't recall it because he was drunk. I like that as a defense. You kill this man to be like, look, I was drunk, so I don't remember, so I ain't apologizing because I don't remember because I was drunk. That's his, that's his defense. Mm-hmm. He said, it pains me to acknowledge such a horrible deed if I, fact, um, did that, is what he said. Of course, mm. you need to stay your butt in jail. Really? Right? You've been convicted of doing it. They have you on film. Like, <laughs> like, what do you want? He's like, it wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, you know, re- Republican Virginia's Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, signed 11 executive orders following his swearing in on Saturday that include overturning Virginia's mask mandate for public schools and COVID vaccination requirements for state workers. He also signed an order that bans the teaching of criminal race theory, which which he focused on on his his campaign. So he signed an order promising to investigate an alleged sexual assault um, in a high school. And um, they said many of these moves could face legal challenges as well as pushback from state lawmakers. But racist people are so crazy that it is a buzzword to use critical race theory, which everybody and their mother should know that that theory is a grad level course that they taught in college. Critical race mm-hmm. theory is not something that elementary school kids get. And telling the truth about black people is not critical race theory. Telling the truth about mm-hmm. white people are not critical race theory. But they're making it racial because it scares white people. And nobody takes the turn, mm-hmm. takes the time to explain what these things are. Yeah. So that's for sure. Now Yeah. So um Democrat Democratic Senator John Ossoff is looking to ban lawmakers and their families from stock trading after Nancy Pelosi defended the practice and her husband buys thousands in tech firm firms um, shares, according to um, this report is claiming. So the crackdown on members of Congress trading stocks um, have been opposed by Nancy Pelosi, whose husband made millions of dollars in individual <laughs> stock trades in just yeah, the yeah, last month alone. He made millions that's of dollars. That's wrong on all the courts. It was wrong. It's wrong for anybody. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. That's insider trading. And you know, Nancy Pelosi already announced that she won't be seeking re-election to run the Democrats next year anyway, which is a no. good thing. So, really? so it, 
the Democrats retake the House or or keep the House, Nancy Pelosi is not the boogeyman that Republicans can be like, oh, Nancy Pelosi is there. You know, so good luck to that. You have a story I did, I do want to do, but I need to take some time on this. Remember the story that I um, did a while ago with the guy, Herb Washington, who owned 27 McDonald's restaurants? Remember he sued them um, for like a billion mm-hmm. dollars or a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Do you know he mm-hmm. won his lawsuit? Really? They settled out of court. They gave him $33.5 million. And Whoa. they're saying that McDonald's agreed to that amount citing that discrimination has no place at McDonald's after they actually made black owners of McDonald's sell their McDonald's. And the claim, Hmm. the lawsuit was the black franchisees have to spend more money to operate while franchisees get retaliated against um, because um, their profit margins aren't the same. So what they put them in, in black communities or poor communities and the white franchise owners makes more money from McDonald's corporate than they give the black um, franchise owners. But I'm going to save the story. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this next week. I know we're running close to the end. So we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. All right. So, wow. we'll, yeah, that's that's horrible. I don't know if you remember that story, but we, we're definitely going to yeah, talk about that next. Okay. So we'll talk about that. Real, really quickly, I guess I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, Oh gosh, I know I forgot a couple more stories. But anyway, a cannabis combo, <laughs> a cannabis compounds can stop the virus that causes COVID. By the way, so there's a new study that came out. So smoking weed, I'm sorry, different type of cannabis. You can do the edibles. It actually helps stop COVID. I thought we'd end on that. Yes, just to say, you know, cannabis is not that all that bad. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Right, there you, you go. Know, can't be that bad. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get the audio from that Nate dog so we can do that at the end of the show. <laughs> I'll do a marijuana story and we can end with Nate Dog. <laughs> yeah, that was weed oh. day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Sorry, sorry for bringing it to that at the end of the show. But we'll get with right, you. Man, good. That's good stuff, there, brother. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you next All week. Right, we'll see you next week. All right. All right.